20 shocking and amazing America's Got Talent auditions. Oh my god! Wow. Oh my god! I'm gonna watch that 31 minute video. Anago Pizza presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> no. Wow! Content! <laughs> great content. What, hey, did you, guys, did you guys, by the way, see uh, the ESPN NHL? Have yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we started? In, Are we're we doing in. a show you for right now? You should introduce this. Oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm Adam. This is Steve and Jesse. We do a hockey podcast. Sometimes not. Mm, um, yes. Sometimes it, it, it uh, goes off track, but that's okay. Radio today? I don't think so. No Shit. Radio t- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to. Um, so here's the deal. <laughs> we're going to call this podcast the podcast we can't win. So here's the deal. We're going to yeah. tell you what we think, and we don't fucking care. Uh, we're yeah. just going to let let it go. We're going to put it out there in the ether. Caps fans will hate us. Pens fans will hate us. Cool. I don't know what Adam thinks of the Crosby incident. I don't know what Jesse thinks of the Crosby incident. They don't know what I think about the Crosby <laughs> incident. So this is going to be very interesting. Do you want right you know what I think of the of the Crosby situation? Do you want to know? What, what do you What do you? I want. I, I uh, think personally. What does Rob Rossi that it think? takes? Yeah, <laughs> it takes. A backseat. How long was that? It takes a backseat to the Toronto <laughs> Maple Leafs. Before we got to Rob Rossi. Oh, no, no we'll get there. Guys. We just had a mention. Guys, it was guys. Three minutes in. I think it oh, takes less. a backseat to the anniversary of what today is. <gasps> yeah, that's right. It has been 50 years, 50 freaking years since the Toronto Maple Leafs have won a Stanley Cup. So I just want you to know, no matter how big the story in the NHL is, you will always find a way to take a backseat to the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's right. That's right. That's what matters. Original Six. Mm. Ever heard of it? Absolutely. Um, The the Original Six, I I think it was the Leafs, uh and not the Penguins, not the Caps. So who cares? (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so 50 years today. Yeah, we know. They failed a bunch. That's cool. Uh, So I just thought it was worth mentioning, right? Definitely no, worth mentioning. No, let's get to what's important. Rob Rossi. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think no, no. It's we should get to Mike Milbury. Oh, who else man. with a bad opinion should we should we give? There a are stage a few to? bad opinions we have to address. I think everybody will be united on the Mike Milbury thing. So we're going to leave that till later. Yeah. And we're going to set you on fire first, and then we're going to put you out after. Does that make sense? Wow, rather than rather than being friends first and then enemies later, because then we just remain enemies, and that's not cool. That's right. There so, are times where the gap between the Thursday podcast and the Tuesday one feels like forever. Every time, and it always it already felt long, and then last night happened. Yeah, yeah, and we're and we're ignoring all the amazing stuff that happened in Edmonton, which we will get to. Don't worry, Oilers fans, we will get I don't to even it. Remember, so <laughs> uh, what? Let's talk about first. Um, Steve and I agreed last night on the group chat. Jesse didn't respond, but he he, he saw I'm it. Sleeping. Um, responsible young <laughs> responsible young man that Jesse is. That we would go three, two, one. What's your verdict on the hit? Okay. All right. So how should we do it? Should we do? Like suspension, not suspension. And what are we saying? Dirty clean. I think dirty clean, and then we get into suspension, not suspension. Because I think dirty clean has to be uh, that, that it's it's black or white. You either didn't think it was dirty, or you thought it was yeah. right. I th- okay. I think there is room for a gray area. No, no, but you can okay. 
Pick one. Okay, Steve. No, no. I'll pick one. Don't and hockey then... Twitter me here, yeah, please. Yeah, okay, okay. All right? Okay, Actually, <laughs> it's not. If we could just be broadcasters for a second and make mm. sweeping judgments. Okay, Because yes. that's what a really good that's sports right. broadcasters that's what do. I learned. You're either A or you're B yeah. or you're not. There's yeah. no nuance. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Goddamn, there is no context. LeBron no. is not one of the top 10 NBA players of all time. Absolutely not. And the, the Raptors... Are better than Cleveland because that's what I think. So it's just uh, LeBron right. basically sat the whole fourth quarter yesterday. That he makes me so had sad. A beer. <laughs> he had a beer. It's disrespectful. Anyway, okay. So ready? I'm going to count down. Okay. So, so we're saying dirty, dirty or, or clean. clean? Dirty or clean yeah. for Niskanen? The play. The incident. The incident. No, but there's two incidents within it's the incident. A, it, it all comes into one incident. Okay. So you say dirty or clean? Thing. Okay. I think suspension, not suspension, because that to me is the be all end all for dirty or clean. Isn't okay, it? so if you say dirty, because you're, you're you're confusing this, you're twittering me here. <laughs> well, no, all no, we no. have to do is say dirty How or is clean. This so complicated. I don't. It, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't. Okay, fine. Because fine. we will get we'll do into dirty or clean. Fine. All right, we'll do ready? dirty or clean. Dirty or clean. In three, two, one, dirty. Clean. Wow. So Adam said dirty. Yep. Jesse said clean. I said clean. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say dirty with a caveat. Obviously, we all have to explain our answers. I'm gonna also say clean with a caveat. Before we do that, please. Have you guys not seen the ruling? Well, I know Niskanen mm. will not get a uh, a call from the league. Yeah. No suspension. No suspension. Not even a hearing. Not even a hearing. Now, devil's advocate, did he not already serve a one game suspension? I would say yes. Five in a game in the first period of a hockey game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I say dirty with a caveat. But let's start with you, Steve. What did you see? Uh, I don't. I was reading what people said, and I don't think my eyes work. <laughs> I don't because okay, because it's three parts, right? That's the internet, though, man. Oh, I know. It's three parts. It's Ovechkin's slash. Mm-hmm. It's Ovechkin's supposed slew foot, which he had a much worse slew foot in the third period. He, he, yeah, honestly, he might. He should probably get a fine for that. Anyway, it's the slash. The Ovechkin slew foot and the Niskanen cross check. All I read was Ovechkin slash Crosby in the head. <laughs> Do you know how many times I watched it to make sure that's not? I didn't see that. What happened? Mm-hmm. Like, and what? I'm watching, and I read dozens, like hundreds of people saying that, and I'm looking at it, going, "What am I? Why am I not seeing head? Am I wrong?" Instead, you know what, Jesse? A good thing to bring up would be Pete Blackburn's gif. If you go to Pete Blackburn's timeline, he just repeats Oh, what a the, night yeah, he had. Yeah. Yeah, he had a great Pete night. Pete had a good night, um, just because it takes forever to get to it in that clip, and they don't slow it down enough. So here's the deal. What I saw was Ovechkin lifting Crosby's stick, which is a legal play. I saw a slash. You did see a slash. I did I see saw a slash, slash later, but there was, at going into the him skating in, it, did like, Ovechkin was it not like a try to- a slash chop sort of thing? I felt or, like sorry, that. Sorry, a lift chop? Yeah. I, th- I think there was something. So that so it's not legal. It it Fine. will a technically illegal play that you see dozens of times per regular season hockey game, let alone playoff, mm-hmm. and it goes uncalled all the time, all the time. So I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you looking for the initial thing there, Jesse? Yeah, do you need it? Oh, so, yeah. Well, no, I just want to make sure he didn't hit him in the head. I need to watch it. Like it does a look like he does. Time. I have to say, it, he it, does. It looks, I thought he hit him in the arm. Well, it's hard from the, this particular angle that I saw it from, but it looks like it, it. To me, it didn't look intentional. 
Like when you saw like the slash to the head that I always think about when I think slash to the head Marty is McSorley? on Brashear, yeah, right? Yeah. That looks intentional, right? It well because it was. Yes. Yeah. This one though, it kind of looks like sticks were flying and people were going really fast. No. Okay. Did you see it the same way I did? Where he, I thought he slashed him in the arm to begin with, and then like his stick like bounced and then hit him in the head gently That's on the what follow I thought through. Like, also. there's no way Crosby got hit there and was so like, oh. So here it is. So this is from a okay, different that, angle okay, than I even thought. This is a good angle. One. This is a great angle. See, there is there is a high sticking call there. It, now, okay, what were the penalties on this play? Was it just Niskanen? Just, just Niskanen. Just five in the yeah. game. Yeah. Now I want to look at look at the feed here. You can make it a high sticking call, but the idea that that knocked Crosby See, woozy and off balance, it was the foot. From this angle, look at the foot though. I don't think there's a foot there. He doesn't touch his foot. See, this the one criticism of this gif is it starts too late. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, for the slash thing, I guess he wanted to focus on, but I don't see. Uh, okay. I don't see. Anyways. I don't see the slew foot there. I don't know if it was an intentional slew foot as much as it was just skating. A, yeah, skating. The one I think it was on Justin Schultz with about two and a half to go in the third slew period. foot. A hundred percent a slew foot. He should uh, yeah. maybe get fined for that. I don't know about suspended. Brad Marchand was able to get away with nine thousand of them this season. It was ridiculous. Um, Niskanen, if you watch the play in slow motion, and he even said this after the game, if you watch it in slow motion, it's horrible. It's terrible. He had all the time in the world. Everything looks horrible in slow motion. A hundred percent. Never give your opinion on a hit until you see it in full speed. It's... what Now, <coughs> let's explain that because that is something very early on. We were watching a game and you kind of taught me. You know, when we started on this show, well, we were watching after I got taught. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was—it's knowledge, right? You pass it. So why why is that? Let's let's specifically set that part out. Well, okay, so one, on any hit, by the way, any hit, any hit. Uh, one thing, like I saw Tyler Dello say it, and of course he got roasted for it because emotions are running high, and no one's going to be reasonable in this situation. Cap fans thinks it was it was clean. Pittsburgh mm. fans are going to think it was dirty, as is the way of the world. If your player got hurt, you're going to think it was a dirty play. This is the yeah. this is the angle I saw. Boom, and that looks so my terrible. regular face. That's a it's my regular slow motion, face. and it's direct to the brain. Right. Look at this. Look at this. We're gonna see it again. This is from uh, my regular face, Steph on Twitter. Oh, Crosby loses his balance. I don't see the slash to the head there. Bang! Hold on. Look up. Look up. I see contact to the head, but it's not an. I don't think it's an intentional one. I think there's just sticks there's and gloves. There's a difference between the stick hitting the head and it being a slash. Right. You could maybe mm-hmm. give him a high sticking. That's what careless I thought. Use, careless use of the stick. Yeah, but I don't. It see. was the slash in the arm. The stick bounced. He's still holding the stick, so because of the bounce, it hit him in the head. That's not a slash to the head. It's being irresponsible with your stick. It's a high sticking call that gets called a thousand times a season. Yeah. Yep. Um. So then, so then you get to the Matt Niskan. So we're oh we're, we're through the we're through the Ovechkin part of it for you. Yeah, tell me about the Matt Niskan in part. Tell me why you think clean. It was just it was a high speed thing, mm-hmm. and he just gets his hands up. That's it. That's it. He's holding his stick. Just gets his hands up. Jesse, can we see one of those angles again? Sure. And and I'm going to explain to you mm. and and everybody He's listening on the uh, Niskan in part. I, I want to explain to why I think. Why I think this is a dirty play. Okay. Now, do I think it's... I didn't say it was a suspendable play. Mm -hmm. I said it was a dirty play. And welcome to the playoffs, kids. It's full of dirty plays. Oh, my God. So here's... This game had thousands of them. If Crosby had kept his balance there, right? 
ignoring the Ovechkin stuff, which I think was just that they were to me, they were battling for puck position. And I think that Ovechkin probably could have got a high stick there. Although, how is a ref going to see it at that speed? When you actually see it at full speed, it's very fast. So when you when Crosby loses his balance, he obviously falls down (laughs) and the stick and gloves hit him in the face. Right. That's that's kind of why that's the point of impact. Correct. Yes. Can you find the clip with audio and we'll play it at real like in real time and we'll say bing, bing, bing. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. So so my key to this is that the cross check, whether Crosby falls down or not, is coming. So that is why I classify it as a dirty play because a cross check's a dirty play. Now, so he intended on playing I, Crosby absolutely. with absolutely, but is it one of those net front cross checks? I'm not saying that, that it's not, but right. that still doesn't make it a clean play to me. Right. So not clean. Oh, I can meet you in there. I can meet you there. Ovechkin was wrong for the slash mm-hmm. or I, a high I, stick. I wouldn't call it a slash. Even. Well, no, I would call the initial oh, slash. Yeah. High sticking, careless. Niskanen was going to cross check Crosby. It wasn't going to be in the head though. Crosby goes down. I'm not blaming Crosby. This isn't victim blaming. It's a fast play. Mm-hmm. He goes down. Niskanen made, or Niskanen was preparing to make what is a relatively accepted play. All right. So let's have a look at this. Right. On audio. Yeah. If we can throw this into yeah. the video, is this going to be, be full speed though? Yeah. Okay. We'll throw this into the clip. Okay. So Crosby, so we'll do bing, bing, bing. Slash, hit. Come on. I didn't even have time for the second one. Like, you don't even see the stick hit the head. No. On the, it's so fast. So fast. So just say Ovechkin, Niskanen, like. Yeah. Ovechkin, Niskanen. Like it is fast, it's That's not right? Even a second. So I, I, cla- it, I, the reason I feel the way I do is that I do feel like Niskanen absolutely was going to cross check him. Right now, where w- probably in the midsection, probably somewhere in the low back hip area, because if cross, and that's that's par yeah. for the course now, in the playoffs. Like a pushing cross check. Or like a jabbing. I think a jab. There is a difference. I don't think so. I think it was a jab. Um, I, I and, and the only reason I feel that way is his his arms were already up and they were out. Right, they're already sort of out. This is what I'm saying. A full blown cross check. You're start. It's like a bench press. You're starting from your chest. That's true. And pushing out. If his arms are already out, it's like uh, you're keeping distance with the guy. It's something defensemen do every single game, every single shift. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't think it's totally vicious. It, so the, here, the slow mo replay here was it is terrible. Right before he crosses, his arms are still down here. And yeah, coming up. Right. So his okay. His arms are at about his hips. See, it's yeah. Even ah, uh, like he's like about he, to get him in the shoulder. He is. He Maybe is going into him. He is going into him with with some sort of cross check. Well, where right? are his arms though? How far out are his arms? Well, and and that's the thing is that because I think that matters. Here. Arms still down. <laughs> yeah. Arms still down. Yeah, arm's still down, arm's still down, arm's still down. And arm position is is key here. And how how long is that in real time? Like 0.2 yeah. seconds? Maybe. Maybe one. And the thing is, okay, th- th- that's why I don't think, like, you know, there's a lot on Twitter about, oh, Niskanen meant to. And, of course, we'll get to the Rob. The, Absolutely the Rob, Rob, I'm so sad that we have to talk about this. <laughs> I'm so I upset. Think we do. And I, I, I was actually Hockey sorry. Central did on the way in. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, like, if we have to, we have to. But if you look at where Niskanen's arms are yeah. in comparison to where Crosby's body would be had he not fallen, mm-hmm. that's midsection, man. 
And so, yes, it's a dirty play. Yes, it's probably a penalty, although in the playoffs, probably not. Uh, but, you know, because I think in a regular season game, if Crosby stays up and, and Niskanen cross-checks him like that, that's a penalty. Uh, because he doesn't have the puck and he's Maybe. not a part of the play anymore. But he also d- wouldn't get clobbered like that if he hits him in the midsection. Crosby probably still stays on his but skates. That's, and I'm sure Niskanen was banking on that. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it, 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 so I don't think. Do I think Matt Niskanen or Alexander Ovechkin got together and said, "Yo, you know what we need to do? Take out Crosby, but do it super quick, which is the accusation so that nobody Rob will see us do it." That's the accusation, Rob Rossi. Made. So let's talk about and this guy. Is, who is uh, who is Rob Rossi? A guy who follows me on Twitter apparently, and probably won't after today. So but, it's a uh, PWHA. He's a pro Rocky uh, pro Rocky Hider, pro hockey PH- writer association. PHWA. Yes. Uh, member. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to work for a larger outlet in the Pittsburgh. The Tribune. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Last I checked, he's working for some Uber uh, up, upgrade, up whatever the hell. Up, sure. Belgium what? hockey outlet or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm something just I've never heard up. of. Um, which is fine. <laughs> Approves. <laughs> Approved. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like that mortgage commercial. Yeah. Approved. Uh, anyway. Um, and he... Made a couple videos after the game in the stands, uh, like the fan he comes across as. And uh, one of them is basically a wrestling promo where he's calling out Barry Trotz. And the other is basically him just taking a big dirty dump all over the Washington Capitals and their fans and the team and et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, do you want it's to, embarrassing. So what do you want to start with then? I don't know. I do really you don't. Do, do you want to start with the wrestling promos? Are we playing them? We can. The, I think the thing that I hated about it the most is people were immediately like, oh, Steve, what do you think of this? And I'm like, why? Because I'm a video blogger? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, you've never done anything like this. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> I mean. Uh, can we play the promo? I'm I'm looking for it, and no, I, he might have taken. Oh, they're on Upgrove or Up wherever the hell. Upgrove. You could also find it in the Greg Wyshynski article, yes. which I thought I was weird too. too. Like, I mean, he's trying to give Rossi the benefit of the doubt, and he even calls him his friend. Which, again, I think that relationship's going to be a little rockier this morning. Well, so be it. Yeah. Um, sometimes you got to good friends call each other out when they're being stupid. Now, I mean, he's being stupid. Rob Rossi. He's being a moron. He says. Upgroove writes, uh, let's talk to at real underscore Rob Rossi about game three. And here's what he has to say. I'm going to play it all the way through. It's a minute 19. The Washington Capitals are all about talking hockey plays. So let's go over the hockey plays they made in game three. Oh, right. See, here's the thing about the Washington Capitals. The secondhand embarrassment. Oh. So what he did there was he looked down and was basically like, oh, right. It's almost like, oh, I didn't see you there. You know, like <laughs> it's it's that sort of old school pausing, fake pause, pregnant pause, terrible pause. You know what I mean? Bad. Well, even if it was a well-executed pause, he's saying the Capitals didn't make any hockey plays in a playoff game that they, they won. won. They won the game. And they won it. It's it's just so embarrassing. And how many seconds in are we? Seven? Eight? Seventeen. Oh my goodness. Seventeen. Well, jeez. Play. Still perplexes me. And I'm trying to figure out why 
people get so shocked that they always lose this time of year. Now, they did win game three of round two against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Considering they eliminated a good portion of the Penguins roster during the game, including Sidney Crosby, not with hockey plays, by the way, you would think the Capitals would have had a little bit more of a dominating performance, except again, they came unglued. Again, they came unhinged. And yes, they're going to hang their hats on rallying in overtime. But really, if you're a Washington fan today, knowing everything that was on the line, and knowing that the best you could do was eke out a 3-2 win of a game that you lost composure. Pause. You lost Tell the cameraman you're starting over. Yeah. <laughs> you lost composure. You I, lost composure. Like, I recognize those pauses, Rob. Stop and do it again. This stinks. I recognize those pauses. I make them all the time. Start over. This is terrible. How long do you think we've been doing this? How long do you think we've been listening to this clip? Give me a give me a minutes. At least forty five seconds. Uh, yeah, yeah, just about. It yeah. feels a lot longer though. It does. It is just. I'm not trying to insult this man. Well, I get this well, is too dude. Late. This isn't well executed. You're not insulting this is him me personally. Six years ago. <laughs> It's poorly it's done. Bad. Period. Poorly done. And I would and, say and that I mean, if I'm talking here. about just execution too. I'm not even talking content. No. The execution is revolting. Here we go. And then you take into account what he's saying. Too. Nineteen more seconds. Momentum. Here, let me rewind this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, out a three-two win of a game that you no. lost <laughs> composure. You lost momentum. Is it really that? Big of a victory? Yes. Not really. Capitals need to come victory. here to Pittsburgh to get two. And if they play the way they did in game three, in game four, they're going back to Washington down three to one. Can I just tell you something? You can tell there, and this is as somebody who's been through this many, many times because God knows, I when I started my career, I did not know how to tell a damn story and I'm still working on it. Um, the hardest part about a story is ending it. The hardest part about a report is ending it. The hardest part about doing anything is ending it. It's always ask a That's TV why my writer. videos are so long now. <laughs> I'm like, how do I end this? Well, it's, it's how do you end it, and how do you end it well? How do you end it with a point? And that is, it's very, very difficult to do, and you can hear him kind of struggling through that. Now, when we listen to that clip, um, what do you get from that? What is the actual, there's a lot of words there, but what actual information is conveyed real factual information the capitals won but they cheated so it doesn't count pretty much even though it does and they're gonna lose next game because they're the capitals to me that looks like a social media post from the penguins like from from like a a 20 year old kid who's just out of broadcasting school who's doing social media for the penguins like i seriously i mean like it's it's a there's no way he's credentialed in washington right well, he's like, in. Aren't they in Washington? No, they're in Pittsburgh. Oh, they're in Pittsburgh. oh yeah, because Washington's home. So ice. that I sort of get. There's no way the Capitals give him a pass, do they? This was Game Three, though. Yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. It's so in Pittsburgh. Washington won the President's Trophy, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dumb. I don't know what that was. Anyway, it's okay. Uh, you're, not, you're not far into that coffee. Neither am I. I think what happened there was that uh, there's a lot of words. There's a lot of bluster. There's it's a lot not, of blowhard. It's not even the worst one. No, I know. I'm going to get to, hey, Rob Rossi, how do you feel about Barry Trotz? Now, please let this play because I want you to hear it in its entirety. Okay? So you got to let this play through. It's only a minute 19. Don't worry. It'll feel like five. That's nothing personal, Barry. I actually kind of like you, but you say a lot of stupid things. 
and you don't win a lot of playoff games, and your team is still trailing this playoff series, which, by the way, marks the second year in a row you had the NHL's best regular season team and are trailing the Pittsburgh Penguins in a playoff series. And I'm starting to think there's a reason for all of these, well, let's just call them playoff failures in your career. You're the master at getting the most out of your team in the regular season, which makes you the perfect coach for the Washington Capitals, because who knows getting the most out of the regular season better than the Washington Capitals? But playoff hockey, it's a little bit different. And some of the things you've said are indicative of some of the things that the Capitals have done in this series. And it's not real intelligent hockey. It's not hockey conducive to winning in the postseason. And one of the things you're going to see as this postseason continues is the Penguins advance, the Capitals go home, and it's all because Barry Trotz, maybe he's a good coach. Maybe he's even a really good coach. It'd be a really successful coach in the playoffs. Start over. Great. Sorry. And if you just listen to him talk, you'll know Barry Trotz isn't capable of that. Okay, so again, <laughs> again I ask, what actual information is conveyed? Fuck Barry Trotz. That was the information conveyed. This one was, okay, besides the uh, complete douche uh, douche chilliness of it all and how I just couldn't get through that fucking clip. Um, the other clip he had going this morning, oh, he had a banger of a night. Mm-hmm, he did. Was he kind of went at Barry Trotz. Oh, do you want to hear that? Yeah. Yes. Before I say what I'm going to say. Barry is the... Uh play by Alex that led the Sid sort of staggering into Niskanen where he appeared to get the stick up towards the face. Is that a hockey play? Was there a penalty? Well, it I, does I have to understand. be a penalty to be a hockey play. I'm just asking. Well, is, it, is it a hockey play also? No, I'm not going to defend anything. The sticks are... Am I going to... You want me to defend uh, Alex? Then is uh, Kunitz's predatory hit on, on uh, Oshi okay? Or the one on Backstrom, is that okay? I was just I'm not going to debate about all that stuff, the, so that's so, a so terrible no? question. So no, Barry? Next, okay. you, got your, you got your answer. I'm embarrassed for him. Yeah. I'm just asking the question. He is Eric Cartman's impression of Glenn Beck. He, yo, he's Sean Hannity. He's Rush Limbaugh. I'm, I'm just asking the question. Yeah. I'm just asking. Now, to have that exchange... And then make the video that he made is such a chicken shit move. Chicken shit move. I, oh. Why? Tell me why. He was standing in front of the fucking guy. He had every chance to say whatever he wanted to Barry Trotz. Instead, he just tries to, yeah, gotcha with Barry Trot. He tries to gotcha with this hockey play thing. And then he cuts, let me tell you something, brother. The Penguins still at home ice are up in this series. And you know that you can't beat them when you're fighting clean. You know you got to fight dirty, but I'm going to be in there with a steel chair and Bobby the Brain Heenan. You know what I (laughs) think? Holy shit, Rob. What was that deuce chili garbage? Also, this guy has a vote yes, for a- awards, major, major awards in the NHL that are kept in the Hockey Hall of Fame behind glass. That guy gets a vote. 
Everyone listening, oh, it's hard to get into the industry. Bullshit! Please take over for people like this. That's embarrassing. That's shocking. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? That's not a colleague. That's not a peer. No. No. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way about me because I go on screaming rants like this all the time. What the actual Steve, fuck is that? The difference is Sorry. you are not... An accredited journalist. This coffee's kicking the fucking... Does that... And and I don't mean... That's not an insult. That's not an insult. Accredited member of the media. That's not journalism. I I get that. But when you masquerade as a journalist... Yeah, like that... Because if you are... If you're part of the Professional Hockey Writers Association... You are a journalist, right? That's that's who... That's why it exists. If you start to... No, if you start walking that road... And what he's doing he there is a tough question. It's though. very, very simple. He's just taken a he's taken it out of Sean Hannity's book. He's taken it out of Glenn Beck's book, Donald Trump's book. It's very in vogue right now in in especially in American politics. The key is this: mm. divide and conquer. Right? Mm. All you have to do the, nowadays it's very, very easy. You just make a wild accusation and you and you sit back and let the internet go. Yeah. And you just divide people. So he is what what Rob's done is very very interesting. He's even divided Pens fans against themselves. Because there are Pens fans who think, "Yeah, this guy, he's talking to me." And then there are Pens fans who are smarter than that and going, "Well, no. That's that's idiotic." And and I think now that he's not working for a legitimate newspaper anymore, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no, I don't I, know enough about no, that. I, outlet. I, I, well, I I'm going to just say it. Yeah, I sure. think probably now that he's not working for a legitimate newspaper anymore, he probably feels a little bit more freedom to be a little bit more of a personality, a, a cantankerous guy. However, if you're going to be a journalist, mm-hmm. that prevents you from doing certain things. There's objectivity. You are not like he, he should have his face painted. In pe- with, as a penguin, like he should he be should, wearing a jersey, he should be wearing a penguin's jersey in in uh, in in his basement with his dog Twiggy, uh, right? Right? I mean, like who's a golden retriever setter? Like doodle. I I try to <laughs> you know what I mean? Retriever setter. He should have something. He should have it. Like it's you know what I mean? Specific breed. But it's not, and it's not down with designer dog. That Adam. is not a like you are. You come at us with the Steve Dangle context. Is I'm a Leafs fan. Yeah, but you also. I'm gonna try to be fair. I'm gonna try to be fair, but I'm also a Leafs fan. Yeah, but if I'm not, well, I mean, yeah. At least I'm wearing this. <laughs> he comes at us with with his I'm, sweater. I'm a journalist. I have a degree. I'm part of the Professional Writers Association for Hockey. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna come at you with this sort of content. Not only is it, and I hate that word. I freaking hate the word content. But not only is what he had to say literally nothing. It's literally the Cheetos. Of the journalism yeah. world, you you there is no nutritional value to what he had to say. Yeah. Beyond that, if you read his column, it's even more bluster. It's just wild accusation, wild accusation. And he went as far as to say that Barry Trotz told his players to go after Crosby and yeah. try to injure him. I don't know if you said Barry Trotz said that, but the, at the, the meeting that they had, one of the things they talked about was taking Crosby out. Okay, so we're at about 10 after 1 p.m. Eastern the mm-hmm. next day. So I don't feel that bad talking about it at this point. I tweeted this morning. I'm like, why are you all linking to this? <laughs> why? What are you doing, you mad people? Uh, it's been too long, and everyone's talking about it, so I guess we, we might have as to. well talk about it. I, well, I know. it'd be. I think it'd be a disservice to the audience if we didn't. Do you know how many clicks... That those videos got, wow! And and up, his article upgrove Michael from three thousand to thirty five hundred followers today. Fuck the followers! Oh, wow. oh yeah, it's definitely it's junk food. It's definitely junk Absolutely. food. Like I don't think it'll add to the long term. But you know what? 
You know what? I, I will say this, okay? Because I had 3,000 followers once. Me too. If you want, if you go up three, uh, 500 followers, now 500 isn't a huge increase. What percentage of 3,000 is it though? It's a lot. It's a big one. That's a huge, that's a huge jump. You're a little startup with 3,000 and you go to 3,500. That's a huge jump. Now. So he'll keep doing it. I don't think this is going to make them gain any followers. Probably not, but this one article, like it's it's not going to stop them from doing this in the future because this guaranteed has six digit hits. Yeah, yeah for absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Might maybe even seven. The maybe yeah. the time but. on article won't be good because a lot of people will just click know, sift through it and go holy shit and then click off of it, but guaranteed like hundreds of thousands of hits. But nobody's going to return to the website. If you want a good Until break the to- next time he does it. Yeah. Well, and the thing no, is, though, if you keep doing it's that, game three. dude, if you keep doing that, eventually people tune you up. It gets old. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we saw in the videos, he's not good enough to continue doing this uh, of any quality. Like, no. that, that was so bad. No. That was so this fucking is a, bad. I think also, also when, you, when you try to act tough and you're wearing a sweater vest, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> like, you're wearing a beige sweater vest. Come on. Calm down. Yeah. Are he, you serious? Like, really? He was, he was telling the story of a fight that happened at school. Later that night in his basement. In church. <laughs> yeah. So then I said, <laughs> Jesus, Rob. Like, I, it's just embarrassing. I, listen, it's all this stuff, Rob, I, I'd welcome him on the show and tell him all of this face-to-face. No. <laughs> no? Fuck you. You can't come on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, no. no. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't have any problem with it. I'll stand behind any of it. I, I just think if you want a great breakdown and you don't want to give him the clicks, go to Yahoo because Greg Wyshynski broke it down. Yeah. And so His you can friend. Give, and give him a click. Supposedly. Greg Wyshynski is friends with it. Now, I think these are the writings of a passionate fan. I think Which he's is a, fine. But come at it from that context. Yes. Don't masquerade as a journalist. Yes. There it is. There it is. You that's got it. problem I have. So, so that's what that. else? <laughs> well, listen, hey, that, that game that wrapped up faster. Yeah. Washington won. Kevin mm-hmm. Chattenkirk scored. I think that's a huge deal. Well, Shatten- yeah, he had a turnaround game. Uh, he had a turnaround moment. Like I don't even know if he had a turnaround game. No, like, oh, man, people are talking about offering this guy big money in the summer. It's going to cost him money the way he's played. <laughs> you know how Thomas Vanek, uh, Ray Ferraro had that great that great quote. Um, Tom, nobody has spent more money. Than Thomas Vanek in these playoffs, just what 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 were we saying? Shattenkirk was going to get per year seven mil, seven easy. He's spending he's spending money. I don't know how much of it he's spending. I don't know if he's spending term, but he's spending money in these playoffs. Man, he wins a cup. Uh, who gives a shit? But well, I mean, <sighs> but like after yeah. Thomas Caberlet won a cup with the Bruins. I don't think anyone was like, now let's pull a dump truck of money up to Caberley's house. No. And, and, and Shattenkirk needs to play better. And, and I mean, you could argue the entire Capitals team needs to play better. This is why, yeah. they, I mean, they won an overtime. But remember, they won an overtime. And they yeah, allowed yeah. the Penguins to come back. They won three overtime games against the Leafs. I have breaking news. Oh, what's Zaitsev up? Zaitsev has been signed to a seven-year, $31.5 million contract. I like that. What's the division there? Uh, so it's four point five million a year. Love it. 
Total value. Yeah, Here, yeah I love that. Yeah, that's good. Like, that is fabulosity. This was just sent out by the Leafs PR. So he gets basically the first three years, he gets a $3 million signing the bonus Leafs and a salary. Oh, no, this is the breakdown on The Athletic. Oh. Okay. They sent out the notice. So, so the signing bonus for the first three years is $3 million. He will make a base salary of one5 Again, it all averages out to $4.5. Um, and then he'll get in the last two years, so 20, 20, 20, sorry, 22, 23, and 23, 24, he'll make base two. Five and then a two million dollar signing bonus, and then in those two years in between will be four four and a half. Now I think the reason I forget when the CBA expires, but one of those years where the signing bonus is three million, mm-hmm. I think basically it's a lockout proofing twenty nineteen contract. So I think yeah, I think he gets three million no matter what. I think is how that works. Interesting. Good. Very Good for him. Jesse, can you look up something on Ben Smith because I got a very weird text that I'm not sure about. Okay. Which we'll get to later sure. in the show about uh, the expansion draft. Sorry, that was a little hiccup. Are we still? No, we... that well, I mean, since we've got the breaking news right now, yeah. Um, well, who's going to get suspended? No one. Who should be suspended? No, no one. one. Is the series? Um, I, I still think. I still think Pittsburgh wins this series. I still think they're a better team. And for it was and, reported Crosby's okay. Yeah, that apparently he's walking around in a suit and fine. Who actually knows? Because it's a head injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Smith signed a one-year contract worth six hundred and fifty grand. Aha! With the Leafs. With the Leafs. That's what one we call way it. or two way or uh, the no details that had on. Better that be two way. It doesn't really matter. So should we get to the Leafs and expansion? There's a few things that I want to talk about. So okay. with that. Um, and I, I still want to remember that we need to get to the Oilers and stuff too. Oilers yes. and Milbury. Yeah, but and since this Zaitsev's news broke, we'll go yeah. to that now. Yeah. And so first off, starting with Nikita Zaitsev, seven-year contract. And it's funny, as, as Steve Jesse, as Steve and I were walking in today, I was like, I think there are people that are really freaked out about Zaitsev not signing, and that somehow he'll sign in the KHL. And it's it's because and the, the time, opposite as well. Yeah. Oh, seven years. <laughs> because. Se- because the time it, from Elliot Freeman reporting it mm-hmm. to it actually being signed today is, is probably, what, two weeks, two and a half weeks? Yeah, it's been a little bit. So people were freaking out. Now, my thought on that was, who the, who the hell cares when they sign him? It's, he's an RFA, right? They yeah. can wait till after after you can the sign him September second. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've agreed to the terms. You've agreed to the terms. It doesn't matter when they sign. So obviously they figured it out. They signed him today. No big deal. One thing that I think everybody's going to need to watch out for with the Leafs this year is patience. We're not used to patience. We have had very reactive management in the past. Now we've got management that goes, now we're going to do this on our own time. If you remember, we had this um, crazy first overall draft pick last year who didn't get signed till mid-August. Austin Matthews. Right? Yep. Didn't get signed, gets drafted first overall, and was not a part of the organization for seven more weeks. Technically. Part well, technically. He was, he was still in rookie camp and everything. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah. However... <laughs> Key, key to remember that. So when you think of so some of our, our key RFAs, Zach Hyman, Connor Brown, just to, just to name a couple, Nikita Zaitsev, the Leafs will take their time. And I can almost guarantee that Zach Hyman and Connor Brown will not be re-signed until after July 1st. Uh, or at very least after the expansion draft. So I, I spoke to— Why f- sign them now? I, I, there's not much the, of a rush. The, especially with Connor Brown, who would have to be exposed, wouldn't he? Or protected? Mm, that's not my understanding. Okay. Oh, well, he has to be protected regardless. Oh, right, because the RFA. Yes, so, spoke to Cap Friendly. I think I get it now. <laughs> I get it. So, jeez, uh, there's so many little things we need to go through that uh, I wrote about, and hopefully you've read by now, but whatever, we'll go through in audio form. 
June 18th to 20th, mm-hmm. Las Vegas will have a unique free agent signing period. So someone like Brian Boyle, for example, who's a free agent whose contract does not expire until July 1st, Las Vegas has an opportunity to sign him. If they do sign Brian Boyle, Roman Polak, Matt Hunwick, any number of UFAs that the Leafs have in that time period, that counts as their claim from the Leafs. So they can't take anybody. Can't take anybody else. That's your guy. July 1st onwards, tough shit. If the Leafs lose a guy, one of those guys to Vegas, tough shit. Question. In that that funny free agency period— are the Leafs still allowed to negotiate with, say, a Brian Boyle? I'm just using his, him as an example because he's a key UFA. Well, Brian Boyle is Leafs' property until July 1st, so I can't I can't imagine why they wouldn't be allowed. I think it ju- it would just be Vegas, Vegas and, and Toronto. Okay, and that goes for every other team in the league. Okay, okay so that's my understanding. Um, the Ben Smith signing is very concerning. Now you put forth a uh, an article yesterday on sport, uh, or two days ago, Sportsnet.ca. It was yesterday morning. Yeah, I and wrote it, was, it two days. Ago. It was about how the Leafs were going to handle expansion. Why is the Ben Smith signing worrying? So this is super concerning. Um, the Leafs have a bunch of forwards that they may or may not lose. The guys they're obviously going to protect: JVR, Kadri, Bozak. Why the hell would you expose Connor Brown? And why the hell would you expose Leo Komarov? If you're going to get rid of any of those guys, you're going to trade them because you'll get. Fair amount of assets for them. So, now you got guys like Kirby Reichel, Josh Levo, uh, Brennan Leipzig, and there's one more I'm missing, Seth Griffith. And Eric Fair, Ben Smith, Matt Martin. Now, if you do the 7-3-1 approach, or I think the 8-1 as well, but anyway, we'll say for the sake of argument the 7-3-1 approach, which is the approach the Leafs are most likely to take. You need to expose two forwards that meet certain requirements. Isn't it 70 games or something? It's either 70 games over the last two seasons or 40 games this past season. Ben Smith played 36 with Toronto and four with Colorado. Exactly 40 games, so he meets the requirements. Meaning, the Leafs, now that he is re-signed can expose him as one of those two required guys. The reason that's concerning is I thought those two guys were for certain going to be Matt Martin and Eric Fair. Leipzig doesn't meet the requirements. Griffith doesn't meet the requirements. Are they still exposed? Yes, but you need to expose at least two of a certain type of guys, right? So Levo doesn't meet it. Griffith doesn't meet it. Reichel doesn't meet it. And uh, who am I missing? Leipzig? Did I say Leipzig? Yeah. Like, yeah, Leipzig, Griffith, four, Reichel. Yeah. yeah Griffith. Any of those four young guys, they don't meet the requirements. So naturally, you would have to expose Matt Martin and Eric Fair. Now that Ben Smith is signed to next season, they don't. So in theory, the Leafs could protect Fair, which they won't, or Matt Martin, which would unfortunately mean... They only have one spot to protect all four of Leipzig, Griffith, Reichel, and Levo. In what universe is Matt Martin claimed? There is absolutely, there's no reason to do it. Now, especially with Tom, uh, it's Porzaka, right? How did I say his name right? Uh, Parashka. Parashka, sorry. 
who was on this show. Mm-hmm. I know I'm terrible with names. Sorry. Sorry, it's, Tom. I might have even screwed up. Uh, Tom, Tom, who was on this show, would not advocate for Matt Martin being... No. And he works with Vegas. No. They hired him. Um, now, it's interesting because I was looking at the prospect of re-signing Ben Smith, and I'm like, that actually makes a lot of sense. And Leaf fans are going to be like, what? Go look at who the Leafs can call up from the minors. For centers, they got Freddie Gauthier and... Is it? <laughs> now... They just signed Miro Altonen. Mm-hmm. Hasn't played a game on North American. We'll start ice probably yet. with the Marlies anyway. Yeah, and it would be irresponsible to assume there's our guy. Um, plus, you might lose Brian Boyle. Um, you might get another free agent. You don't know that. So you got Gautier. Adam Brooks will be coming up from junior. It would be unfair to throw him in that position. So you basically got Gautier, and that's it. Having Ben Smith as an AHL option is not that bad. We don't know if it's one or two way though. Is the only problem. I would hope he, it's a two way. Even if contract. it isn't, who cares? Six hundred thousand. Well, it's below then that. You got to bury him, mm-hmm. right? You get. You got to. It. It would have. Uh, it wouldn't be as good cap wise for Toronto. Okay. Now having him as the fourth line center full time, I'm not behind. No, but of course not. Having him as a guy you can call up and down, I think that's fine. But the whole expansion draft thing. That's a boogeyman for me. That scares me. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to get claimed? It, Who are you I, hoping gets claimed? Uh, nobody. I'm hoping it's Seth Griffith because the Leafs claimed him off waivers. I think it's going to be Joe. If he if he's the not, free, yeah, he's, yeah, we got him for free. We lose him for free. Whoop de doo. Yeah. <laughs> the other option is potentially sending Eric Fair to Vegas, and the Leafs would probably have to give up a draft pick. Ideally, the one that they got from Pittsburgh for him, so it would be fair in a fourth. Um, Which is a fair deal. Martin Marinson or Alexi Marchenko, I wouldn't be totally... Oh, Adam. <laughs> took me a sec. Uh, Marinson or Marchenko, I wouldn't be totally heartbroken. And, and Marchenko with, especially. like With a team like Vegas, you would think they would be interested in a Marinson-Marchenko. But a guy like Levo, who had more points than he had games when he played, yeah. to me, he's the most attractive option. I kind of hope it's a winger. Um, and it kind of has to be, doesn't it? Uh, well, no, it could could be Marinson or Marchenko, but I hope it's a winger because the Leafs, like, honestly, I would hate to lose Josh Levo. The Leafs have 30 Josh Levos. Yeah. Like, Carl Grundstrom's a Marley today. He's That's, skating with the team today. I forgot about that. Um, which means, so if they, let's say they take Levo, Leipzig, mm-hmm. Reichel, Griffith, Griffith still, yeah. um, Grundstrom. Mm-hmm. Lindbergh like isn't even on the team right now because he's hurt. I gotta tell you, the Timoshev. guy, the guy I'm a little like, bit concerned about losing would be um, Leipzig. Right. So here's the thing. I think he is the obvious protection uh, protection guy with that seventh spot. If uh, that's assuming the Leafs protect Matt Martin, even if they protect Matt Martin, I think they protect Brendan Leipzig. Can they still expose Matt Martin and then protect, like, say, Levo and Le- Leipzig? They can do that, right? There's not a limit. To, pr- sorry, say like that there's again? not a limit to how many guys you can expose, right? So you could expose. Right, they can. They can expose. So three this guys. might not yeah. mean that they are protecting him, right? We're making that assumption. Now here, let, here's another potential situation. What if the sorry. Leafs find a way? Bing, sorry, bing. sorry. What if the Leafs find a way to trade Eric Fair or Matt Martin mm-hmm. or something like that uh, to someone else? Doesn't matter. Well, now they only got one guy. So they have to extend Ben Smith or acquire someone they can expose. So does that mean they're making a trade? I think it just means they're crossing 
you know, all their T's, dotting all their I's, and making me sweat a little bit because, holy shit, they might actually protect Matt Martin. Right. Well, here's the... Uh, what, what <laughs> it's I, not even a shot against Matt Martin. But Matt Martin, to be honest, I think. His contract is his protection. But what if they love Matt Martin that much? And I think they do. There's no question they do. No. Steve says there's no way. No. I think Babcock (laughs) does. And I think Lou does. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Steve, sometimes. They're not going to claim him. Devil's devil's advocate. And I agree. I agree. They're not going to claim him. Devil's advocate with Matt Martin is, A, when he's paired with a good center, he doesn't look that bad. He's still terrible with the puck. He's like it's like swinging a baseball at something. Like he looks like the Toronto Blue Jays when he's trying handling the puck. Like he's just just whiff. It's whiff, so funny. Whiff. He had a couple games against Washington where he had like a breakaway, grade A scoring chance. He hit the post. Oh yeah, and yeah. the vast majority of the time though, give him a shovel. Same yeah. outcome. Like, but give him a, give him a ring at stick. There same is outcome. Something to be said on a young team for a a a, a character guy. At $2.5 million, I'm with you. It's yeah. too much money. However, yeah. when things get down, you need there's always a personality that could pull you. Like if you're a great player, yeah. but sometimes you get a little sad or sometimes you get a little down. It's always great to have a guy who, no matter what, is like infallible. Just just bring it out. Let's go. Let's you go. Find another one. Fair. <laughs> find also, another one. $2.5 million isn't that much for your fourth line guy. Yeah, it is. It's a little yeah. much. It's yeah, a little it's much. Maybe for, for your, not, not for your center, not a fourth line center. Yeah, I can see that for a fourth line center. Although even that's a little high. I I I think, I think it's it's too much money. I know why they did it. I understand the reasoning behind it, and I think that you if you have a guy like that who who is going to like a what's Mitch Marner season? Is Mitch Marner season the same? He, he's got the same talent level, but Matt Martin made him feel at home. They obviously mm. hit it off. They were roommates. There is, we cannot deny there's a person, totally. personality yeah, thing. Totally. You're saying 2.5 doesn't seem like that much. And that's probably how the Leafs are viewing it. And that's yeah. why I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't love the contract. And I never I'm did. I'm not saying get rid of Matt Martin. I'm mm-hmm. just saying don't protect him. him. Now, you might lose him. With the, Tom, Tom is heading up with Vegas and George McPhee. He's heading up. They yeah. hired Tom f- from general manager for this reason. There's no way Tom goes, Matt Martin's our guy. Yeah, there's no There's way. no way. No way. Now, yeah, ask yourself, would you rather have Matt Martin or Kirby Reichel? Would you rather have Matt Martin or Seth Griffith? Would you rather have Matt Martin or Josh Levo? I'd take Eric Fair because he's a center. Can play center. Yeah, can play center. Sorry, that was me. Sorry. Um, Can play center. And and played, then the one game he played with the Leafs, he didn't (laughs) look that bad. (laughs) But here's the deal, too. If they don't claim Eric Fair, you could play him at center on the fourth line. Well, And I think Vegas would be dumb to... Not call up the Leafs and be like, "Look, we would rather have one of these younger guys, but we would take Eric Fair if you sweeten the pot, sweeten it." And well, and, and I think when when Lou talked at the uh, end of the year press conference, Lou is <laughs> we we just ripped Rob Rossi for giving us literally nothing in a whole bunch of words. Lou is also a master. Lou's a master at giving us nothing in a whole bunch of words. There's a you know what though? Okay, like here's a great example. Fanuf gave nothing answers. Leo Komarov. Gives nothing answers. People find Leo Komarov charming. People hated Dion Phaneuf. It's something about delivery. Warmth. It's like why, It's like sometimes what Kanye West says, I'm like, damn, that is really smart. Mm. Except you delivered it in such an aggressive way that I can't be, I can't, mm. there's something about the way I, like watch his, watch Kanye's interview with Zane Lowe. It's like an hour long. Really good. From the Yeezus, Yeezus album one where he went crazy. 
And people were like, oh my God. And he was talking about leather shirts and talking about whatever, you know, or leather jogging pants or whatever. Things a rich lot, people. A lot about. of what Kanye says in that interview makes a lot of sense. Mm. But you have to get past the delivery, which is hard for people to do. So in that regard, Rob Rossi's delivery, not great. No. Lou Lamorello's delivery, pretty damn good, pretty damn confident. What he did say, and I thought this was the most interesting part of that press conference, was we're not really that worried about the expansion draft. And he wouldn't just say that if there wasn't a solid, well-thought-out, good plan in place. I'm not looking for brilliance here. Let's just don't approach this ham-handed. You've got Brandon Pridham, you've got Kyle Dubas, you've got Lou Lamorello, you've got Brandon Shanahan overlooking it all. Um, I and and Mark Hunter. I think I think they got it under control. You mm-hmm. have to think they got it under control. And I think Ben Smith is Marley's depth, man. I really do. Um, I, I I mean, I know we don't know whether it's a one-way or a two-way. Yeah, I gotta um, think it's two-way. Yeah. But they have no... they Like, if Miro Altonen is great, where's Miro Altonen fill, fitting in on the Leafs, right? They know Miro Altonen is going to be a Marley center. So you got Adam Brooks, Miro Altonen, Freddie Goche, and Ben Smith. Yeah. All of a sudden, it doesn't look so bad, right? And maybe you move Altonen to the wing, because I, I don't... I mean, sometimes... I, mean, I don't know. Nylander was a center in Sweden too, right? Uh, yes, he so, was a center on the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the thing is that you ju- you just don't know what they're going to do. But I feel like they're looking <laughs> Might like Might still be an NHL center mm-hmm. at some point. Ben Smith's a reliable guy. They like him. Mm-hmm. They can put him into certain positions and in situations. He'll win. He doesn't. He he does win faceoffs when his finger's not broken. Yeah, yeah. That it's was funny the, how that works. Yeah, that was the problem. So yeah, he was in there for his faceoff ability, and then when that went away. Pfft, but the guy was playing with a busted hand. Like, try making a decent pass, even chip it out, take a shot. Like, you need your hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like people, I, I hate when I see people. I saw people chirping Aaron Sanchez because he had a blister mm-hmm. or something something messed up with his oh nail. Oh, my God. Have you seen his nail, though? It's gross. No. Well, and think of how important <laughs> every little piece of your finger is if you're an MLB pitcher. His job is to hold things and throw it. I know you <laughs> can throw a ball. But uh, and what if you had to whip a ball at, uh, at, uh, at an miles assassin? An hour. Yeah, you have to throw it 97 miles an hour. And you have to do it within a square foot. And you got to do yeah. it 80 times. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> well, I could throw a ball with a blister. Yeah, you could for your dog to catch. Oh, and how much this is, is a little different. How much are the Blue Jays paying you? <laughs> exactly. Cool. Cool. Exactly. We have more breaking news. Oh, my God. Wow. Sidney Crosby. Has a concussion oh, and shit. will be out for tomorrow's game. Uh, Who's this from? Uh, the Penguins and Coach Sullivan. Oh, that sucks. They said they'll evaluate from there. So that's disappointing. Damn, yeah. that sucks. I'm sorry, Penguins fans. However, you're still the flipping Penguins, right? Yeah, that is that is not gonna help my take from earlier. No, I, you know what I think? Uh, I think with that, I think the Penguins will just get mad and they'll just fucking. Get out there and fire it up, honestly. Like, I really do believe that they're they're going to play with an edge tomorrow. Hey, you know what? They almost won against yeah, the Yeah, yeah. It's an overtime and game. And they came Flip back. The coin. They came back. Yeah. Like, what, what's hilarious, that Ovechkin slew foot I was talking about, I f- found that clip. I, th- I think it was against Justin Schultz. And I think it was with about 240 to go in the third. And the score is still 2 nothing Washington. Wow. <laughs> that game went to overtime. Wow. Some <laughs> like, um, penguins, man. They I, can do it. I want to talk about. Um, Leafs didn't have Sidney Crosby. They pushed it to six. 
True. So, so the Leafs, while we're on the subject of the Leafs, and again, I was going to save this to later because it is definitely not the most important thing that we're talking about today. This is going to be a long, thick show, so just get into uh, it. The long, Leafs, and long and thick. The Leafs With this two year. Two C's. Two C's. The Leafs this year will draft. Eggplant. The Leafs this year will draft someone born in 1999. Holy shit. Holy shit. I just wanted to throw that stat Holy at you. Holy shit. 1999. Holy shit. Curtis Joseph was already a Toronto Maple Leaf. Holy shit! The, okay. We were in grade five. Because grade yeah. six, grade six was two thousand. I remember that. Holy shit! The millennium. I think when Will Smith came out with that Drew Hill jam, that Drew Hill joint. Big Will, Drew Hill. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe your it's feet here when you and I like it. What's it? What? What? <laughs> uh, also, um, Backstreets, uh, Backstreet Boys, uh, Millennium. I think came out. Yes, it did. Strangely enough, on the millennium. Yes. Weird how that happens. Now, um, how long... So, the, the last time the Leafs made the playoffs in a full season before this one was 2004. Meaning, this year's draft class was five. <laughs> when Jeremy Roenick scored on Ned Belfour. Wow. Holy shit. We're ancient. We're old now. We're young and ancient. Connor Sherry also has a concussion. Oh, jeez. Now, going. that was from his own teammate. Yeah. So he's going through the process, and they haven't decided if he's Which was play. another thing. The Caps took out half the Penguins roster there, Rob. How about, mm-hmm. is Patrick Hornquist on the Caps? I had no idea. Um, I, if, you, if you get the chance, I'm going to give the, the, the puppets a bit of a shout-out here. They did a really good breakdown on Eric Brandstrom um, from Sweden, who may be available at 17th or 18th when the Leafs oh, draft. Okay. Now, this guy's an undersized defenseman, really they're, moves they're really the puck They're really good well. at draft stuff. They are, yeah. And uh, and they've already started it, which is my favorite, because even when the Leafs are gone, they're not really gone. Uh, <laughs> and what's, tons of stuff. It's always. like, what's going to be available? They actually did a breakdown of, of who has been drafted at like 17th or 18th overall. Uh, hint, it's not good. Except for... One Jake Gardner in the last 15 years was oh, drafted. I believe he was drafted 18th, so that's pretty cool. Something like that by um, the Ducks. Yeah. And it, it, Eric Brandstrom's interesting because he's a puck-moving defenseman. And, of course, because of the internet, we're now able to see examples of what they're talking about. Uh, his outlet passes are great. It looks like he's got a pretty good shot. Um, moves really, really well. The one thing that has dropped him out of the top 10, apparently, is that he's, he's like 5'11". And... For some reason, that matters. So this is good. Yeah. If we if we could get a really strong puck moving defenseman to come into the Marlies next year, I'm happy. That's great. Well, or Leafs, play in the SHL. The Leafs have pretty decent size options actually on the back end. Like Renat Valiev is a big boy, six two two fifteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Nielsen is a great uh, point scoring defenseman. He's six three two twenty. It's a big boy. That's a big, and he's twenty. Does he have a he's mean twenty streak? years old? Yeah, he's got a mean streak. Um. Could how, get meaner. How how close are we to him and, and Travis Dermott making the team? Because Travis Dermott, I was watching Dermot the good. I was watching the Albany Devils uh, Marley's game that went into triple overtime the other night, and mm-hmm. Dermott had seven shots by the second period. Wow, Dermott's good, man. He's really good. He had a rocky start. He's starting his professional career. He was battling injuries. He's been real good since then. A lot of Marley's. I, I was. I wrote about this. A lot of Marley's had terrible starts. And then if you... The whole team. Yeah. Brutal. If you, except for Brendan Leipzig and Kasperi Kapanen. That was it. But if you just, uh, if you took out like their first 15 games or something, like Andreas Johnson went from like 0.3 points per game to 0. over 0.8. 
Kirby Reichel. Kirby Reichel went from the same thing to about 0.8. Um, and the Marlies had three guys who were over a point a game, Leipzig, Kapanen, and Griffith. They were very good. Andrew Nielsen went up. Yeah. Dermot went up. They are a strong, or, uh, strong team. Casimir Kaskisquo is is uh, is playing in the playoffs. Holy he's the guy. Shit. And he's and playing he's well. amazing. Yeah. And after not being one of the better goalies in the ECHL at all, but I mean, I was looking at the ECHL, uh, ECHL goalie numbers, like just crumple that up and throw you it have out. to when you look at the echl goalie numbers and i i've been burned on this a couple times you have to look at them in context of the echl there's right? only like, like three or four goalies above 920 yeah you can't really? look at them like it's the nhl you have to look at it like okay i'm gonna look at this goaltender's numbers but i'm also gonna have 20 other goaltenders on that chart just so i can get a sense of what's going on here mm-hmm. because it's a different league right it, it'd be like looking at the shl or the khl and going, okay, I'm picking this one goalie and I'm taking NHL stats and applying it to this. It doesn't count. Can you count. imagine the absolute boneheaded mistakes that are made on defense <laughs> oh. in that league? Oh, my God. Like, think of the ones you see in the NHL and the AHL. They're worse. They're worse. Um, yeah, With, lots of guys. Lots so, of we, we didn't really talk about it, but Callie Rosen is one of the, the guys the Leafs have signed on defense. Uh, we they sort of have agreed about- to a deal. Uh, sorry, it was reported they've agreed to a deal. They have not signed it. Okay. But it looks like they will. So, what do you know? Uh, he's Swedish. Swedish. She's about our size. <laughs> okay, probably smaller. So, like six, maybe a hair under six. Uh, that's really all I know. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah, I've been paying attention to other things. Fine. I like will. the playoffs or something? Yeah, a little bit. Um, okay. The next thing I want to do is <laughs> there's so much. I know. I want to a- applaud. Thick. I want to applaud Edmonton Oilers fans for not only singing the American National Anthem, but knowing every single word to it, which is amazing. Although I'm sure that was blasted somewhere on a screen because they always do that. It wasn't. It was not. Wow. See, that's great. I love that. Now, I I want to give American fans some credit. All the takes from this video were if it was done in America, I bet they wouldn't know, know, know that. Hold on, can we just compliment the Oilers and it not mean that we're not complimenting someone? This is the problem with the internet. Oh, no, 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 it's not us. Yeah. I'm, I'm not just... being passive aggressive. I'm just saying, hey, Edmonton, great job. That doesn't mean that oh. it wouldn't happen in America. Totally, totally. No, but that's what people that's were what saying. Everyone's saying. Oh my yeah. god, I know. Yeah. Enough. Can't we just let a good thing be a good thing? Now I do have a question though. Okay. Uh, why why did they sing the American National Anthem? Because Brett Kissel's microphone broke, apparently. But it no, wasn't it really broken. It, it wasn't. wasn't. No, it wasn't. I so, heard him. Yeah, he said his he said his um in ear monitors. He couldn't hear himself in them, so uh, okay. he he was he didn't know oh. the mic was working, and then he tried it, and he's like, "Oh, I can't hear myself." Now, so he that's fair. The crowd. There, were, there were a bunch of times in Maple Leaf Square where I'm like, I don't, I honestly don't know if I'm talking right now. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. he was in that situation. He's like, "My mic's not working," but it was full. Now, before broken. anybody oh, gets man, conspiracy okay. theory head uh, with me, um, I know. His rep, I know Brett Kessel's rep. I know that this was a huge moment for Brett. So for him not to be able to sing would have been really not good. Well, did he get like, to do O Canada? I think he did. Yeah, but no. But I mean, no, is, what the oh, didn't, oh, Edmonton okay. sang it again there when they did, they did O Canada as well. The crowd. They Maybe they'll the have him do it the next time. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. That's the thing is, yeah. This is. I'm obviously he still looks great. He still walks away from this looking good. But for anybody that was saying, oh, this was set up 
Because I've seen that online where it's like, oh, this was all set up. Yeah. It's a PR move by the Oilers. Not set up because Brett Kissel needed to sing that for his career. Right. And I know I, I, the I rep. Like, I, yeah. like, so anybody that thought that, no. Wrong. I didn't think it was set up, but I was like, but the mic did work. But yeah. it was fine. I heard you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, which, uh, that's fair. I mean, would it be better to have the arena sing it and have it be this cool moment? Or you sing it and you have no idea what notes you're hitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, let the arena sing it. Like, that's that's a pro move. Also, can we pour one out for the Colorado Avalanche? Oh, <laughs> no. oh my God, we haven't even got to the draft lottery. <laughs> Fucking Philadelphia. Uh, Luck it out. Wow. New Jersey. We, well, they, at least New Jersey least was they bad. sucked. Like, at least they were bad. almost made the playoffs. They had a 10-game winning streak. Dude, Dallas. Screw you. Dallas, like... Dallas too. It, okay, New Jersey had a truly wretched season, but I don't honestly in they're, my heart believe they're that bad. They got 70 points. New Jersey finished one point ahead of last year's Leafs. They're not as bad. They're not as bad as their record showed. Um, IMO. I might be wrong there. And now they're getting the first overall pick. Like I know <laughs> it's not going to be Matthews or McDavid, supposedly, but holy shit. Philadelphia... Almost made the playoffs, like you said. And Dallas is a, a lead average goalie away from contention. Yes. Not just play, like, contention. Like, let's, we really need to put that in there. Contention. Okay. They're great. Who made the playoffs in the East? Caps, Pens, Blue Jackets. Would any of us be shocked if all three of those guys made it again next year? No. No. Uh, Rangers. Atlantic. We got, yeah, we got, no. Okay. Montreal, Ottawa, Boston, Toronto. Yeah, and then yeah, and the wild, the wild card, card, Rangers and Toronto. Toronto Rangers. All those teams can make it again next year. Totally. Philly, yep, believe it. Florida, believe it. Tampa, believe it. Buffalo, maybe. New Don't Jersey, believe it. <laughs> who knows? Detroit? Eh. No. They always pull rabbits out of their head. Like, who haven't I mentioned? Islanders didn't miss by that much. Who's bad in the East? Anyone? Arizona. Oh, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> Winnipeg. Who's bad Who in the East? almost made the playoffs, Montreal by the way. without Carey Price. <laughs> oh, well, that's, there you go. That's it. So we've come up with one hypothetical team. It's a, good, it's a tough, tough, tough conference. Jesus, um, the East is monstrous. Also, the Canucks two years in a row get screwed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're drafting yeah. fifth. They, they what finished they draft? second last, and now they're drafting fifth. And all of a sudden, tanking doesn't work. Yeah. Did yeah. you read that? Tanking doesn't work, guys. No, no, it doesn't work. It, but it's just last year. I could have swore I heard it worked. I well, could have swore. No, tanking doesn't work. Rebuilding works. There's a difference. They both work. They both work. Tanking gives you the best odds you lost. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you hadn't tanked where you'd be picking. Imagine if Vancouver had picked Ehlers or Nylander instead of Vertanen. There you go. Yeah. 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 Where would they be now? Where would they be now? They'd be like, wow, we've got this great young Swedish guy to build stuff around. Eller's Swedish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Danish. Danish. Yeah. We've got this great young Scandinavian kid to build <laughs> things around. You know, that's... Oh, just because he's got blonde... Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it's so silly. Okay. And if you do it again next year, you might win. Hey, next year, you might miss the playoffs by one point and then win the lottery. Then what? Like, the thing with the Oilers winning year after year after year was it was a fluke. Mm-hmm. 
It was a fluke. Yeah, like I tried to think of a better system. And then I was like, wait, what were the odds? What were the sheer odds that would happen? And the answer was very teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. And it happened. Sportsnet and so did we're going to change the whole system because of a fluke, a random fluke. Sportsnet did an article on what would have happened if... And I think this was Luke Fox. Forgive me, Luke, if it's not you. He's had a great year, too. Uh, he, oh, man. He's he's on fire. Yeah. Uh, Luke Fox Jukebox on uh, on Twitter, if you want to follow him. He did uh, rankings if if every draft year had gone like this year had gone, what the last few years would have been. So, like, I think Patrick Laine would be a – or Austin Matthews would be a flame. Niall Yakupov would have been a Leaf. Um, oh, like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. just, like, if things had moved the way mm. they did. So it's, it was just a funny year. But that's the whole point of the draft lottery. It's a, a lottery. And didn't I call this last show? I said something stupid was going to happen. No, three stupid things happened. Three. Also, poor Vegas, finishing sixth. I don't feel that, that bad for It sucks for Vegas. No, I feel worse for Colorado. Yeah. Who Like, Vegas knows they're going to be bad. Yeah. They know. They know. Colorado, Colorado is guaranteed to be bad. <laughs> and this is a weak draft year. It, compared to last year and the year before, but who knows? Every time I hear that, we don't fucking know. No, Some gems don't. always come out. Yep. Yeah, every year. Yep. You don't and know the listen. answer. We used to say five years. I think it's like six or seven. Hey, where was Nazem Kadri drafted? What was his uh, ranking? Ninth. What was Morgan Riley's? Fifth. What was Mitch Marner's? Fourth. What was William Nylander's? Eighth. Right. So Did I win? So Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver and Colorado? Oh, Still have a chance at guys like that. There it is. They don't, they don't have the second pick, though, Adam. Wait, they're not going to get Nolan Patrick, Nico pick. Hersher. But, <laughs> yeah. there, but there's not but, even a. Oh my God, Jesse Puyarvi. Gee, that sucks. Like <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like really, <laughs> it's you can. There are multiple ways to build a team. Like one one of the reasons Pittsburgh's done so well in these playoffs is a third rounder who like went to school and they had in the AHL most of the year is scoring at the rate of like Maurice Richard. <laughs> like Jake Jake Gensel is on fire. Yeah, they got Crosby, yeah, they got Malkin, but you need those other players too. Even a guy like Connor Sheary. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere and he hasn't had the greatest season and, and or sorry, the greatest stretch run and Brian Rust same thing, but Jesus, they just got Daniel Sprong. So they're losing guys and they're gaining guys. Like th- there's a reason Pittsburgh's in the position they are. They're brilliant. So Pittsburgh well model run. my ass? No, Pittsburgh model's pretty good. Mm-hmm. They got lucky in a couple respects, but mm-hmm. it's the lottery. Yep. That is what it is, right? Um, Should we fault them? The Stanley Cup favorite Winnipeg Jets will be drafting 13th. <laughs> it's all we could talk about. Uh Tampa Bay, it's all we could talk about is how how much we thought Winnipeg was going to be oh, in. Did you read that Detroit was one Ball away. Detroit and I think Vancouver. Yeah. Both were one ball away from it winning. It sucks for Vancouver. But Toronto was one luck. ball away from winning Connor McDavid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Montreal was one ball away from winning Austin Matthews. They didn't though, did they? Holy shit. I'm so glad we listen. That been, I Connor McDavid. I would have been so they would be in the house right now dominating. Yeah, make me brutal. They'd be sad. the cup favorites. Yeah. Oh yeah. Michelle Terrian still be coach. Yep. 
<laughs> no, he would he would have benched uh, Austin Matthews. <laughs> no, he's playing him on the wing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, oh so. my God, he's on the same line with Galchenyuk. David Deharnay in the middle. Yeah. He la- this Austin Matthews, he lacked respect. Um, yeah, I, I also uh, they would have never traded. <laughs> no, no, they would have traded Austin Matthews by now. Yeah, oh yeah, for for, sure. yeah. for, for Dwight Burrows. King. Yeah, Alex Burrows and Dwight King. Um, yeah, Alex Burrows is still in the playoffs. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> I think this is important. Tampa Bay drafting fourteenth. I'm so glad they didn't win. Yeah. Me too. Oh my god, but they should be in the playoffs. Will be in the playoffs you know next year. It's funny. Will be. Kucherov goes on that rant, and Vasilevsky backs him up. He he says, uh, you know, sometimes the truth hurts. Again, Russians. I was, I'm love. with them. I'm with them. Yeah. I am not. You have one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. Stop fucking this up. Why fucking, are you trying to cause no, strife within no. your team? No, man. Sometimes you just need people to be straight up yeah. and honest with you. I guess, but I hope, like Alex Kalorn, if that's if we were right there, I hope that's the only guy you're alienating. I hope it's like there is no. I hope so Alex Kalorn takes it. If it's Alex Kalorn, I hope Alex. Kalorn, and we're just using him as an example. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say it's Alex Kalorn. I hope Alex Kalorn takes a good, long, hard look in the mirror as to why he performed the way yeah. he did. Me too. It's, but if someone is a really good friend of his, you don't like people talking shit about your friend, and then it shit, causes man. rift. Yeah. You're there to win. You know what, Adam? Rightly or wrongly, it could cause a rift. I'm just saying. Rightly or wrongly, you well, don't need to, You also don't need to say that in the media. You don't have to. You don't have to. You yeah. can say it to him. Yeah. Go up to him and be like, Alex, you fucking stink. You stunk this year. What the Ryan hell? Ryan O'Reilly embarrassed his team in, in front of the media, and it's, sometimes it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to call people oh, out. It really help them. Well, it, they haven't played a game since he did it. I so. guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know. They if haven't played. won a single game <laughs> since he said that, Adam. <laughs> I, Jesse, I know you wanted to say something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't make a I, job. I but, screamed over it. Um, I think Jesse and I are in the same boat. Just because, here's the thing. Sometimes... Uh, when I'm in, like in radio, sometimes they my boss has to look at me and Jesse's in these meetings and go, "That wasn't good enough." Yeah, but he doesn't say it over the air, Adam. Okay, fair, but there's a lot less at stake in my position than there is in that position. And I think Nikita Kucherov, to me, that's a leader I want to follow because at least he's honest. At least you know where he stands. And at least he's Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, and he's a great player. I don't want to hear some plug say that. <laughs> uh, if Kucherov says it, well, okay, arguably should have been nominated for the heart. Wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. who was that? Crosby with David Bob? Yeah, Bob. Bob has the Vesna now because you can't be nominated for the heart and not get the I, Vesna. Jesse's so. 100% right. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. think it goes to C. McD. I think so too. I Only 100 point score. Well, it's most valuable to your team. And he is, there's no question he's yeah. the most valuable player. We've on his seen team. Pittsburgh perform uh, without Sidney Crosby. Mm hmm. We've seen we've the Oilers. Seen, we've seen the Oilers fall flat on their face with Connor McDavid. Yeah. So for he, he, seven years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's for Flying sure. Last year when he got hurt. Hey, they might be doing okay. <laughs> oh, and he's back. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Listen, man. I I I also think Tampa's got a brilliant scout, scouting department, so they're going to do a lot with this 14th pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, <gasps> what's interesting to me is you got Arizona, who had a bad year too, and they're drafting seventh. Yeah, that very sucks. I like John Chaka's take on it. Well, first he made a face. His take it? And uh, <laughs> he, he made a face and he was just like, oh, well, shit. Um, but he's like, well, last year we got, who was it? Clayton Keller? Mm-hmm. They got Clayton Keller seventh and he looks like he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And they had Dylan Strom. And he's like, okay, if we get another Clayton Keller, that's wonderful. That's a great way to look at it. Great way to handle it. Tim Murray, take notes. 
for your next job. I'm disappointed for our fan yeah. base. Yeah. We got Jack Eichel. By Son of way. a bitch! <laughs> By the way. No! <laughs> like, the Bills also fired all of their coaching staff and GM. So. Well, that was before the Sabres, though, right? No, no. it just happened. Yeah. Oh, I thought Rex Ryan was... Oh, because no. they didn't tell the GM that they were firing the coach. Yeah, so The GM must have known at that point, yeah, I'm toast. But they did it the day after the draft. Why? Why? What's up with that? Yeah. Did you so. hear, by the way, the NFL draft is so goofy. For teams that are run so well and so much money into that league... The NHL or the NFL draft is crazy. Like we went through the Jared Goff St. Louis slash LA Rams trade, which was bananas. That, that literally would be like trading three first round draft picks for a guy that's going to score you forty points in eighty games. Like I don't think Jared Sick. Goff is going to be a great. I don't think he was ever projected to be a great quarterback, mm-hmm. and I don't know that he ever will it's like be. Like picking Mike Commissarek in the top ten. Yeah, I mean he'll be Mike Commissarek, but should you be picking him Even that the top, high? Yeah, exactly. Know. Or trading up to do that. Mm-hmm. But or Freddie Goche in the first round too. The who, Chicago Bears. Okay, but the Chicago Bears moved up and to the second pick, I think overall. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah. And the story that came out after was the GM just didn't tell the coach. Didn't, didn't. In fact, let me bring up the NFL draft. NFL draft. Okay, uh, the NFL draft is like Woodstock. It's also they had they held it um, in front of a museum this time in Philly. So it was like an outdoor festival. It was literally <laughs> the Coachella of football, mm-hmm. or the Fire Festival. <laughs> it went a little better than the it fire went a little festival. better. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, did all those people get home? Yeah, they're home now. <laughs> Instead of giving them their money back. They offered them the opportunity to buy tickets for next year. <laughs> Isn't That's, that great? Wait, they didn't get their money back? They're, you can get your money back or you can buy tickets for next year. I can't believe they're going to do another one. There, there's going to be a class action, action lawsuit Dude, for $150 million, eh? Every now and then, and you never know when it's going to happen, a phenomenon just captures the attention of everybody on Twitter. I c- couldn't get anything accomplished that day. No, I couldn't Friday, get anything no, accomplished. It was I was just like, I keep learning new things. I keep learning. Look what look at the catering. Look at the tents. And then so, they went into the guy who organized it, and just some twenty five year old billionaire. He's, how he's like? I'm I'm gonna be friends with Ja Rule. I'm gonna get him into this scheme. I'm gonna throw a festival. Where is Ja? Singles. <laughs> oh my! God. Imagine you work your whole life, and the only person you can partner with is Ja Rule. Yeah, like that sucks, man. <laughs> um, so here's the thing: the the Bears traded a lot. The Bears. The Bears traded a lot. They Donald traded uh, the second for the second overall pick. They traded to San Francisco the third overall pick. <laughs> they moved up one position. What? <laughs> Then they traded, they also traded their third round pick, which is 67th overall, their fourth round pick, which is 111th overall, and their 2018 third round pick. And they were already sitting at third. They were sitting at third. So San Fran, I don't know if you've ever seen Draft Day, it's kind of a cheesy movie, but you, you can really give the gears to people below you, right? Yeah. If, if, if like, oh, oh, who's the guy you're going after? Yeah, we're going to pick him. So you better cough it up, right? Um <laughs> So to move up one spot, they gave up all that. Now, here's the best part. Chicago already has a starting quarterback in Mike Glennon. Now, it's debatable as to how good Mike Glennon is. I don't know if that he's like a, a, a Hall of Famer, but they had already said to him, hey, man, you're our starting Q- QB. You're a guy. They move up one spot and get, I think his name is uh, Trubisky. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky. And he's a quarterback? And he's a quarterback. Yeah. And so you've 
pissed off the QB. You didn't tell the head coach that you pissed him off too. And you just piled a whole bunch of assets into the San Francisco 49ers pocket. And what the best part about this is even the 49ers were like, afterwards, were like, they were like, we can't believe that they did that. We're not really sure why. Help me out. As a non-NFL fan, how many good football teams are there? Like six? Because that's what it seems there's like. There's a lot every, of teams every, at nine and nine, right? Or seven, seven, nine, yeah. whatever. Every but time like, I hear yeah. anything about football, it's like, look at what this stupid team did and the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all I ever there's hear. teams that are just always good. So the Steelers are always good. The Patriots are always, they're not just good. They're always great. Yeah. Um, and then you've got... Seattle's always like in there, right? Recently. Yeah. Uh, they were bad for a lot of years, though. But yeah, for sure, recently okay. they've been very, very good. Um, you've got uh, Green, Bay? Green Bay. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Rodgers. You can never. It doesn't matter how bad the team around him is. He's still Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Cam Newton's team, Carolina? No, Carolina. They had one. They had year. one good year. Oh really? And they one, were horrendous one last year. Historically good year. Yeah. Mm. And then yeah, they weren't good. They may have been punching above their weight class. Oh dear. Uh, a few teams have done that recently, um, but there are like there are a few teams. You're right that are that are always good. Uh, the Bengals are always good, but they always there was like a huge uh, huge story out of Cincinnati. The guy that they drafted two years ago punched a woman in the face, and it was caught on camera. Oh, I heard about that. And you you put that with you put him on a team with Adam Pacman Jones, who has had his domestic violence thing, and Vontez Perfect, who is an asshole on and off the field. And there are people in Cincinnati going, fuck it. I cannot cheer for this team anymore based on these personalities. Like, wow. even the newspapers there were like, we get that he's a good player. It doesn't matter. He's a bad person. Mm. And it's and it's it's interesting to see that switch happening, right? Because that, I don't know if 15 years ago that would have been the reaction. I think well, 15 years ago it would have been like, yeah, it was bad, but that was a couple years ago, and, you know, we're going to sweep that under the rug. But I think now that you can basically pull up any newspaper article ever written— at any time, people are far more educated and a little bit less sympathetic. I think it's easier when the team isn't good. I didn't see too many people dr- just drop the Blackhawks. I saw some, uh, and they missed out on a cup as a result. But I mean, it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. I get, I get, dra- I get dropping the player, and not the team too. You can do that. Can you? Yeah, I guess it depends. It's on a the gray player. area. Listen, yeah. if you, if I grew up in Chicago. I could choose not to be a fan of that player and yeah. still be a fan of that team, I think. I hope I don't have to decide. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that too. Anyway, the NFL draft is goofy. If you don't follow it, if you're an NFL fan, you already know this, but if you don't follow the NFL draft, read all the articles. It's crazy, some of the stories that come out. And it's crazy what leaks in the NFL. How hmm. does this make it to Adam Schefter? How does he get all of this well, there's stuff? there's more people, right? There is, but like, there's no, there's not a team that locks it down. Like the Patriots sort of do. There's no Lou. No Lou. And the, and the Patriots are interesting because they never, they, they're they very much like what the Leafs are trying to, to be and, and I think being successful at. They find role guys. So the Patriots will draft and they're always at the bottom of the, you know, they're always drafting 30th and 60th and 90th or whatever. But they go out and they sign a bunch of undrafted free agents afterwards, which the Steelers do too. And they go and get guys that are role guys. So it's like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to be able to run this route better than anybody in the NFL. And I know you have the talent to do it. So Bill Belichick will go in there and say, here's, here's your role. This do is your this role. one thing. One thing. Do this one thing. And they do that one thing. And, oh, my God, how are the Patriots still always so good? Because they keep finding the guys with defined roles I think it that, can, was, that can succeed. I want to say it was Anthony Petrelli 
on Twitter, who's a really clever follow, really smart guy, um, particularly with hockey. But he was talking about how the, supposedly the Seattle Seahawks, um, you know, some teams value a player who's able to do this, or do that, or do that. They specifically went after guys who had crazy stories of adversity. Like coming from nowhere? Like a guy, there a, supposedly one guy I think had to reteach himself how to walk at like 16. Uh, something with the family, something like guys who can overcome. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. This didn't beat them. So I'm well, sure the it, linemen for this team it's won't beat them. character or... guys. Um, and yeah. uh, watch out, by the way, for the for the Oakland soon-to-be-somewhere-else Raiders. Um, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch is coming back, and that already was a very good team. They are going, I think they're oh, going to really? run, oh yeah, they're going to run people over no, this year. Just, can you just disappear from a sport for like a year and come back? When you're Marshawn fine? Lynch, you can. Yeah. He's also, he, he grew up there. He's an, He was a Raiders fan growing up. So you think he's going to be like extra Marshawn Lynch? I think he'll have, I think he'll be fresher because it, he won't have a year of wear and tear on his body. He's given himself time to relax Maybe. and to, yeah. Built some houses. Yeah. And I don't oh. think he's going to be back for long. He might just be back for the one year, but mm. you want to play for the Raiders. Do you want the uh, draft movement from the NHL? The NHL draft? Yeah. So New Jersey was four to one. Philly was 12 to 2. Is it wow. like positional? Just so where they finished the standing versus where they got the draft. Um, Philly was 12 to 2. Dallas was 7 to 3. Mm-hmm. Colorado was 1 to 4. Oh, oh. Vanco- well, Vegas, Vegas. Van- Vancouver was 2 to 5. And Arizona was 3 to 7. That so sucks. Now, is what it is. We have heard, and, and this is the reason I'm bringing up the NFL first round, is because when the NHL first round happens, it is v- pretty rare. That we see any pick in the top 10 move. Like the last one I could really remember being a big one was the Corey Schneider ninth uh, for the ninth pick, which was Bo Horvat. Yeah, Luke Shen before that. But what was, like we don't see a lot, was it, I think it was Jeff Merrick that said only 6% of those first round picks even ever move. Um, uh, of the top 10. I think so, yeah. I think it was I 6%. It. Or is I it Darren Lord? Anyway, I heard it on Sportsnet. Um, what, what are we going to see this year? Like I said, it's wide open. Do you think that we're going to see a little bit more movement? Um, are we going to see a team that falls in love with a player and moves up for him, or is the NHL just not built that way? Uh, I, th- I think there's going to be a little bit more movement this year because what happens in a quote-unquote weak draft year is there's always some teams that are more convinced uh, that it's weaker than others and teams that are like, no, bullshit, this is a great draft, and they might fall in love with a guy or whatever. And teams will be trying to gather all the first they can, all the seconds they can. They think some guy. Imagine if it's a weaker draft mm-hmm. or uh, a more even draft, and you fall in love with the guy and you have him ranked second round, and it doesn't sound like anyone's going to take him, and so you push it to the third, and then it's the fourth, and then and you manage to snag that guy in the sixth. Like, are you going to want to load up? On earlier picks, later picks, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And Vegas is obviously the big if, wrench. If the Leafs take that 17th slash 18th pick and they trade down, that doesn't mean they think it's a weak draft, right? No, they've done I that. think that means it. Uh, I think that means they think it's a strong draft. Mm-hmm. The, if you I think just it's a to strong draft, you want to get more picks. If you think it's a weak draft, you want to get fewer picks. Because you have your like five or six guys, and you want to target those guys. 
right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, if they get more picks, which I don't know, like I, I the Leafs kind of have what they have. I'm not sure they need to really go for quantity anymore. They drafted so many players last year. They're, they're like kind of loaded down. Yeah. Like yeah. they're, they're not even playing them? in the organization yet. We don't have enough roster spots. There's <laughs> literally not enough spots. Yeah. How is like I look at the Marlies and I go, how is Jeremy Bracco going to make this team? Jeremy Bracco is going to make the Marlies. Of course he is, but then who <laughs> leaves? How is Carl Grundstrom going to make this team? Like if I, I I was saying to someone the other day, if I'm Tobias Lindbergh's agent, I'm going, please trade my player, please. I remember when he came in and he looked pretty good on the Marlies, but now of he's... Of course he did. He, he scored NHL points for the Leafs. Tumbled down the, the draft chart because well, there's, it's I don't a deal with I don't know if he's a healthy scratch or if he's hurt. I think, he, I think he's hurt. But like I, look, like I look at the lineup, okay, like even if he's not hurt, like I look, I'm like, I don't think they really need him. Like if, if I'm a, a winger spot. who doesn't play every day for the Marlies... Uh, or I'm on like the fourth line perennially, and my name's not Dmitro Temeshov because I'm a brand new guy there. Please trade my client. Please send him somewhere who could use him. Like send him somewhere who needs a winger. Wouldn't it be nice to be traded to the Vegas organization? Like Las Vegas, I think. I, I I've spoken to some people who are like, well, they're starting from from nothing, starting from scratch. So you might want to go after more picks. I mean, you could expedite your your team, your your ascension from what all expansion teams are, which is garbage. You could expedite that. Like, could you get one of the uh, Marley's wingers for like a fourth? Okay, what about a third? All right, what about a uh, maybe a fourth and a fifth? What about what about what about? I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just saying. Yep. Absolutely. Interesting to watch. Uh, we've got the Senators tonight. Uh, yes. They just quietly, because they've taken a backseat to everything else that's gone on. The Ottawa Senators are up 2 nothing on the New York Rangers. Did you guys watch Game uh, 2? Part the of it. crazy game? The 6-5 so game? I heard uh, Eric Carlson limped down the tunnel, and we know his foot's broken, because he said it. Fractured. Fractured. And I believe the Rangers were winning. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a restaurant to pick up food. I looked up at the TV, and the Sens had won 6-5 in overtime. What happened? Peugeot had four goals? What? What? What happened in that game? He went off in the, in the third period, Yeah, and they came back. And then he scored the overtime one. Eric Carlson can't play every game in these playoffs, can he? There's no way. He we will. We know his foot's fractured. He will. I don't, I don't know, man. And the second he does, they're done. Like, I don't know if they win a game without him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's been so good. Well, I know he's been so good, but yeah. you don't think that they're, they're deep enough? Because I think they are. I think they play a different style without him. They're a fine team. Oh, oh get ready for paint drying. If Guy Boucher's Ottawa Senators <laughs> don't are have without Eric Carlson. Carlson. <laughs> oh, my God. Just assassinating the sport. I think it's a shame that a, Guy Boucher... Plastic box opener. It's it's a shame that only three coaches could be nominated for the Jack Adams because I think Guy, Guy Boucher he should be in there. Yeah, should absolutely be nominated. It's the we didn't expect you to be this good award. And and is there a team like the Sen- like the Senators were not supposed to be in the playoffs? But they're supposed to be decent, so I guess the jump isn't high Nobody enough. Nobody knew to what they were, Jack right? Yeah, it's so I, yeah, it's, it is ridiculous. They're better than the Leafs. Yeah, but the Leafs were expected to do worse. Yeah, like, it's all so about jump, expectation. The leap isn't high enough. Guy Boucher. <laughs> Is a great coach. Yep. 
He's a great coach. He knows how to make his team win, which is what he's paid to do. He's not paid to entertain the in fans. The, in the words of Rob Rossi, he knows how to get the best out of his players in the regular Unlike season. Barry Trotz. Unlike Barry Trotz. Who is a piece of shit, I learned. The... Predators with noted clown PK Subban. <laughs> we're uh, finally here. We're finally here. Finally here. Are up two to one against the St. Louis Blues. Now let's talk about Mike Milbury's comments because let's. Yeah. I mean, and, and let's ignore the fact that PK Subban played out of his mind in the first game of the series, mm-hmm. and has played very well since. Yes. And as has his team. Yes. They look pretty scary, like they should, because they're scary. PK Subban dancing. Enjoying the music and warm up, uh, like, dancing, like and not so even like obnoxiously, players. just like a little so back and forth swing. Players. And for some reason, they point him out and they bring him on NBC and they and they put it in front of Mike Milbury and Mike Milbury says, "You know, I, I'm glad that I've got personalities in the game. I need we need the game needs more personality. It's a little bit conservative, but you know, acting like a clown like that. Well, I guess I could pull up the. Uh, you might as well uh, refresh everyone's memory. It's been a few days." <sighs> You're, I can tell you don't want to talk about this. He also clarified his comments. He did. Yeah. So let's play the clip. And do you, do you have the excerpt? Yes. Okay. So we'll play the clip Sarah, and then and then let's do the original without the comment. Clip? We'll I can't read that. The, the clip. Uh, the the clip? Yeah, I can bring it up. Uh, can you just uh, send it to me? Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, Feed it to the system. Another another puck daddy piece that we saw. Jen Neal basically wrote. Screw Mike Milbury. We need to get him out of the sport. And it yes. Was, yes. It was did. pretty passionate. And The hockey writers also had up uh, Mike Milbury is a clown. So yeah. everybody's kind of going at him. It... So let's listen go. to the clip. Yeah. That also make... has his comments, so you can read those as well. Okay, so let's listen to this. And we'll start with we'll start with those comments uh, with Milbury's comments. That is, so that way we can hear it in its full contextual. Uh, you don't want to misrepresent him. Yeah, exactly. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah he misrepresents himself constantly. PK's got a tremendous personality, and sometimes you got to keep it under control. This worries me. I know it's a new day and age, and everybody wants to be on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. But you got to keep focused. This is a tough game. And when I see this, I start to think maybe Peter Laviolette ought to just give him a rap on the head and say, hey, PK, we got a game tonight. Focus in. You don't need to be a clown out there. And he will. He's been a clown in the past. We've seen him act like a clown. When he's serious, focused, he's one hell of a player. How funny is the... We know everybody wants to be on the Insta Snapchat. On the Instanet. <laughs> when Mike Milbury talks... There should there should be background music. <laughs> Seriously, play that clip again. Play that clip again. <laughs> PK's got a tremendous personality, and sometimes you gotta keep it under control. This worries me. I know it's a new day and age, and everybody wants to be on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. If you see the clip that they use, he's dancing for literally like three seconds like mm-hmm. it's not long and he's just going he's just an up and down sort of thing remember when carlisle supposedly gave morgan riley shit for the same thing when he, when he was singing during warm-up i have a theory about dancing at warm-up oh no. my dear god <laughs> so anyway jen's neil jen neil's point like so, okay rob rossi can go nuts and we don't, I don't even remember the name of the organization that he works for. So ultimately, he's a peripheral figure. Yes, he's in the Pro Hockey Writers Association, which I don't think he should be after shit like that. But um, And he does have an impact, but it's not the largest. Mike Milbury is on NB. 
PC. <laughs> and we've been through this before. I don't take him seriously outside of him saying that shit about P.K. Subban being a clown. He is widely regarded as the worst general manager in NHL history. You can't tell me shit. You don't <laughs> Mike, you're an expert. Of what? Managing teams or like what? What is your expertise here? Squandering the one of the best Islanders, oh, like some of the best farm systems the in the Yashin history of the NHL. Trade, Mike, the Luongo trade even worse. Trade, the Kravasha, Kravasha yeah. and Parish for Luongo. Everyone, everyone goes to the supposed incident where like he may have assaulted a twelve-year-old, which I think got thrown out. So I won't touch it. Then there's the. Hitting a fan with a shoe. His own shoe. Well, yes, with his own shoe, which was incredible. I don't need to touch that to talk about how Mike Milbury is bad at talking about hockey. Mm-hmm. The problem is. His opinion stinks. His, his resume. I mean, okay, he's been a player, he's been a coach, he's been a GM. Supposedly, he was a decent coach, but like, fuck, he's not entertaining. But Who's Steve. watching? Hey, everyone, shut up. Mike Milbury's on. Who's doing that? For the casual fan, I think it's the most dangerous of all. Yes. Because you've got a guy, quite frankly, and he, he said he has come out and said he regrets the, the clown comments. Yeah, can we read that um, well, before, yeah, before we continue? I'll read it in a sec. Okay, um, sure, sure. Because I think it's important that we state that. Well, that's nice that you regret it, but you, in that moment, were very much convinced that that was the right word to use and that this was a legitimate thing that you were putting forward. You used clown, what, four or five times in that 30-second clip? And you be- Mike Milbury believed it. The only yeah. reason Mike Milbury regrets it is yeah. because of the backlash. Now, he, his apology sounds a lot like like if, if you know, you're in elementary school and you punch another kid, your apology is, I'm sorry you got hurt. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for punching you. Let, let me pull the... Um, I'm trying to find the uh, yeah. the actual apology. Uh, I think I had it up. Oh, shoot. Should we pause? Okay, here we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, when they talk about the, the clown and, and how Peter Laviolette should give him a rap on the head, Milbury said, that's right. And actually, given the kerfuffle over this, I regret the use of that terminology. I wish I had said something different. I wish I'd used the word distraction. Do you think this is a distraction? No, it's fucking not a distraction. Uh, that probably would have been if I had a mulligan, a phrase. Uh, I would probably use that phrase. Regardless, it's still a shitty point, man. It's not yeah, good. It's like, less it's, insulting, I suppose, but it's still dumb. It's people. It's it's this. It's the same thing as Ovechkin meant to shoot the puck at Hainsey's head. Oh, there fuck, are players. Which we still haven't gotten there to. are players that are just targeted. They're just targeted. Nobody thinks. Nobody. Nobody with a brain. Did people nope. say this about Jeremy Roenick when he skated on the ice alone and did a dance? No. No, no. Or that he left when he was playing for the, uh, was it Arizona Coyotes? He, like, left the game that he was scratched from and went and had dinner at a steakhouse? <laughs> what? Has nobody I've talked about that, that yet? Jeremy Roenick left the arena during the team's game after he was scratched and went and ate dinner at a steakhouse. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's well, a real story. Playing. Wait, what? that was his thing. Well, I was watching the game from the bar. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, it's not. What's you the have difference? to be... 
In I, the NHL, you have to be in the press box. You no, know what? I listen, can get behind no. that a little bit. That's listen, I'm not saying. Listen, <laughs> I'm not saying that I disagree with what he did because who that? But I, well, actually, kind yeah, no, what? Straight up, I freaking do disagree with what he did. Yeah, you stay there and you watch your damn yeah. team. Nope, you're right. Where was where was Joffrey Lupo? That's Coachella. a different situation. He is. Uh, that's no, different. He's hurt. He's hurt. <laughs> and he's healing himself. With and the Lou power doesn't of like music. injured players around the <laughs> team. Lou has a policy Lady about Gaga. that. Yes. <laughs> he wasn't scratched. He's hurt. It's different. Um, so here's the thing. Milbury, for the casual fan, like again, if you listen to this show, you are the one percent, right? Yes. Uh, so you, you're a very smart hockey fan, probably smarter than all of us. Uh, know a lot about your team, know a lot about the league, know a lot about advanced stats, know a lot about that that sort of thing. You know that Mike, what Mike Milbury says is 99% of the time just baloney. But Joe Burlington mm. or mm. Joe Scranton doesn't know that. He what for the casual fan, Mike Milbury's an old white guy who is very entertaining to watch. Is he? Yeah, he is. He's entertaining to watch for sure. He's you don't like it because of what he says, but don't tell me that Mike Mike Mil- Milbury doesn't have charisma because he does. No. Yes, he does. He does. Steve. What's charisma? Charisma is mag- magnetism. He's watchability. Rob Rossi Ugh. does Every not have Every time he's on the TV, I, I make a face like someone farted. That's because like, of what he's saying. No. Yes. Steve, it's, yes. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Rob Rossi doesn't have the charisma. That Mike Mulberry has, right? Mike Mulberry has enough charisma to be on TV. His delivery is bad. He's a writer. I can be hired. Uh, (laughs) I will tutor you. I will video blogging tutor you. So my point in saying that is that Mike Milbury is a guy who's big and blustery and whatever. And if you don't know the sport that deeply and you're getting into it, you might take Mike Milbury's opinion as, well, he's an expert on TV. He might know what he's talking about. And a lot of people do. And that's not good. The scary thing about some of the garbage that I see on Facebook. You know who's on Facebook? Old people. <laughs> yeah. That's who rules Facebook now. And and hateful old people. Holy shit. Who I don't think were hateful before they read some of this crap on Facebook. Hmm? Not a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Can't tell the difference between fake news. Oh, some of the stuff. Oh, you know what I read? And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. You, I have to explain that that's not real. Mm. Like, yeah. Anyway. I've I've eliminated family members from my Facebook page because oh, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Mike Milbury, I don't know. I just I don't need, I don't need to take his opinion seriously, and I don't think he should be given a national. The platform. The key is that someone might, and he is given a national platform and paid a lot of money. That's nuts. That's the best. That's the best. Well, it's not. It's not the best. No, but if you're Clearly. on a national platform, you're the best, and that's the best. It's not the best, so let's find the best. Well, the best, and I'm 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 going to be a homer here. The best are Kiprios and Elliot Friedman. You and they're taken, and Jeff Merrick, and they're taken, and they're here mm-hmm. in the states. That's the best. Like, well, you got. I need, I need American listeners have to help me. Kevin out. Weeks and Keith Jones and uh, well, Keith Jones is on with Milbury sometimes. Mike Johnson's there too. Now I think so. Yeah, part time. Uh, Ray Ferraro sometimes goes in and because he does games for TSN and for and for them. Catherine Tappen, I think so. I think so. Also, um, I mean, God, there are there are better options for sure. Canadian ones that you could pilfer. Absolutely. I, just for the love of God, like that's that can't be the best, and it should be about the best. Let's find the best. No one is tuning into NBC because of Mike Milbury. No one's like, 
Everyone, turn it off. Are you sure? Gotta be. Are you Come sure? The fuck on. Really? Are you sure? I know. See, the Preds just had record-breaking ratings. Was that on NBC? I don't know. Or was it because like it's the Preds? They're a very exciting team, and they're deep in the playoffs. I refuse to believe that's the best we can Steve, do. People tune in, or used to tune in to Skip Bayless when he was on ESPN. They don't anymore because they're sick of his shit. But Stephen A. Smith, who sometimes makes good points, other times not, yeah, is a blustery, charismatic guy who sometimes doesn't convey any information at all but yells at the camera so people watch. He slips up. Fair enough. I, I just feel like with him, it's kind of the same situation, right? They might tune in because he's just a blustery, entertaining guy. There are sometimes – there are guys sometimes you go to a party and you're like, this guy is an idiot. But you pay attention just because he's an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so it's okay. So the intermission is just like watching Jackass. You take the <laughs> same not? thing away. You go, what a fucking idiot! He's in. He's in there wearing. He, he's wearing nothing but red body paint, and he's running in there with a bunch of bulls. What an idiot! This guy thinks PK Subban's a clown. What an idiot! Like I, I, that's not why I'm watching. I'm watching for like analysis. I'm not watching Steve O getting uh, catapulted in a porta potty. <laughs> it's a little bit different. I mean, there's still shit flying everywhere. Okay, uh, I also would like to throw something out here. If okay, so say we're the three of us are on a panel. Okay, we're on a if, make it happen. If I said something like that in intermission, what are you two? What are your responses, the two of you? Adam, what the fuck? Jesse. Yeah, I would say you're an idiot. Did anybody say anything? No, and that would have been. Far better television, wouldn't it have? Yeah. Where's the counterpoint? There's got to be a counterpoint there. Someone makes a... I, I want to say it was Keith Jones. Later in the clip was like, totally. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not yeah. your TV. Yeah. <laughs> no. You got, wouldn't it be great to have someone in there, maybe younger, maybe it doesn't matter. They don't have to be. They could be the exact same age. Could be his brother. Could be a family member. And just goes, his mother. what are you talking about? Yeah, Mike, what are you talking about? Can you imagine? What are you talking about? What's the matter with you? Be, what do you? Be, he's got this many goals. He's got this many assists. The Preds are winning this series. What are you talking about? That would be way better programming, wouldn't it? Are people too afraid to step up to Mike? What for? He's an old well, man. Maybe it could be that. It could be the fact that you know maybe he's got sway there, and 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 if you oh, if you if you undress God. him on national television, it could put your career in jeopardy. I don't know. Yeah. That is full on. I, I'm just hypothesizing. I've seen situations where that's the case. Totally, totally. Adam knows what went down in the Capitals locker room. <laughs> and Barry right. Barry Trotz asked people to slice Sidney Crosby's head off. So, and what you didn't see is Matt he, he dimmed the lights, yeah, <laughs> and put a flashlight under his chin, <laughs> and then he handed out a bunch of knives. That's right. Well, uh, Matt Neskinen's stick isn't a hockey stick; it's a, actually a katana. So, just so you know, oh, here we go. Here's what we're gonna do, Sidney Crosby, everybody. So, Alex, you're gonna go in there, and should the opportunity present itself. You're going to kind of slash him in the arm a now, little bit. Now, if you're going to be very trots, you got to be all shoulders. So your shoulders need to be up up near your ears. All right. He's all shoulders. Can you see my eyebrows going all over? <laughs> For anyone listening, Steve has turned down the lights. And, and he is shining his cell phone on his face like a flashlight. <laughs> you should do it to the camera. Yeah. And then Niskanen is going to cross-check him in the brain. There you go. And then the next step is victory! 
Oh, Adam having Adam the microphone follow the microphone you. Towards me. Yeah. Um, anyway. So and I just forgot to talk into just, a microphone, so I'm not saying I should take it. See, his here's place. the thing, and even but in someone the, should. So even in the response, Mike says, "Oh, the kerfuffle that that came out after it." Now I regret. I regret saying it because of the kerfuffle. I don't uh. regret saying what I said. And you know what? I I just don't. What is this? There's this phantom. You're not focused. That surrounds a bunch of players. This phantom, like it, LeBron's one of them. It, it like before LeBron won. There were so many people like, yeah, he doesn't have the focus to win. He just doesn't have it. Like, there's just guys that we pick and go, that's the guy that we're going to create shit around. Do you think LeBron takes a sip of beer against the Raptors if it's a close game? No. No. He did it because, holy shit, you're killing him. Is there a player who, during a play, seems more focused than P.K. Subban? No. Like, the guy's a maniac on the ice. Yeah. He's the kind of guy I want on my team. He had 43 points in 60 games. Yeah. But he's not focused. But that's just points. It's just, it's just points. That's just points. What about his focus? What about... Uh, never mind. I was going to bring up Shea Weber. You can, you're able to have a conversation about P.K. Zubin without bringing up Shea Weber. Point being, dumb point, it's not the first time he's made a point like this. I wish people would just stop shitting on P.K. Subban. I wish people would just stop giving Mike Milbury a national platform. And I wish we could just watch the sport and get along. I wish Alexander Ovechkin would stop shooting pucks at Ron Hainsey's head. That bothers me. Now, that was interesting. So, a lot of people seem to think that Josh Yohe, who is a Pittsburgh writer and one of the many uh, Pittsburgh fans have told me to just blatantly ignore. Why are you calling me? I did not mean to. Whoops. <laughs> How the hell did I pull that off? I don't know. Anyway, um, people seem to be implying that he was implying that Ovechkin shot the puck at Hainsey's head on purpose. What it sounded like he said from the excerpt that I read was the Penguins players implied to him that they think Ovechkin shot at Hainsey's head on purpose. One of the greatest goal scorers of all time, greatest goal scorer of this generation, shot a puck at 36-year-old Ron Hainsey's head on purpose. I just don't think that's plausible. No. I just, man. Was that part of the players only meeting too? (laughs) All right, Ron Hainsey, good start. (laughs) But I think we should go after someone who's a little bit more important. (laughs) Sidney Crosby. (laughs) Was it like a Three Stooges sketch? We need to go after someone even more important. Nicholas Backstrom's like, yeah, boss. Let's go after Brian Rust. No, you idiot. I'm talking about you nincompoop. I'm talking about Sidney Crosby. Oh, that's why you're the captain, Ovechkin, because you're so smart. <laughs> why I oughta to the moon. All right, now the um, I want to give. Uh, I want to. Not only do we need to pour one out for the Avalanche this episode, I'm changing changing topics on us quick here. This is a quick right turn. We need to pour one out for the Avalanche Twitter account. Are you following the Avalanche oh, Twitter account? Oh, they were so sad. Oh my God. So let me read. Let me read some of the tweets from the Colorado Avalanche Twitter account in the last week, week and a half. Here. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Go Matt ahead. Duchesne led the NHL in faceoff percentage from, with 62.57% this season. Good Just job. Sure. Matt Duchesne. Mm, mm, very, very good. Good job, Duchesne. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's a zoggy name. Despite injury, Johnson, I'm assuming Eric Johnson. Uh, I assume so, too. Uh, ranked third among our defensemen with 17 points. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Despite injury, he's what? still third. That's that bad. That was the number one thing to highlight about Eric Johnson. 
Um, not all the facts that the uh, that the uh, Avs put out there, by the way, are based on on any sort of stat. Like, say Zadorov is only our second player with the last name that starts with the letter Z or Z for our American listeners. Here, what what is that? What um, is that? I got fifty four fucking retweets. What is that? Can you can you read all the tweets and we won't interrupt you? Okay, and okay. just read them one by one. No commentary. Okay. All right. Um. Um. I'm just gonna. Cody Golubov dressed in 32 games for us this season. <laughs> I hope I didn't get that name right. John Mitchell won 55.4% of his face-offs this season. <laughs> Carl Soderberg played 80 games this season, tallying 14 points. Why would they do this? <laughs> Why would they do that to Carl Soderberg? <laughs> what did he do to them? Hang on, hang on, Steve. Uh, I'm gonna bring up more. <laughs> I I YouTubed it, and this is an hour and a half of sad music you'll never forget. Part one. <laughs> hang on, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find some tweets here. I'm so sorry. This spring, number 92 is suiting up for Team Sweden. There's a lot of gallo stuff here. Landeskog played in his 400th NHL game on February 14th. Lannis Gog did every post-game interview he was asked to do, win or lose, because that's what captains do. The captain tied for second on our team in goals with 18 this season. Lannis Gog is in... Uh, uh, Gog played... In, sorry, Lannis Gog played in is his, I'm assuming. Lannis Gog played in his 400th NHL game on February 14th. He was the first player of the 2011 draft class to reach 400 contests. Wow. <laughs> this is so bad. Rantanen led our team with 20 goals this season. It's depressing, isn't it? We can shut the music it's- off. <laughs> anyway, follow the apps for depressing tweets. I wish it, I, that needed to be more depressing. I'm sorry. But there are some. No, no, the music. Oh. Top most sad songs ever. There's a lot of garbage on YouTube. Um. Filled with garbage. Filled with garbage. Picard also set career highs in wins, starts, and shutouts. Mm-hmm. Ooh, on your Calvin Picard played in fifty games this season for us. A career high. Oh, just when you're okay. You don't when need to tweet these. Things. When you're the last team in the NHL in every category, and your goalie sets career highs in wins, starts, and shutouts, is that a compliment? No. Unless, I mean, it's like, well, maybe he actually won them some games. It's poor social strategy. They wanted to fill their timeline up. Stop. Just don't. You don't, you don't need to, to necessarily. And someone should have been there. Again, you need a friend. Someone should have been there. Hey, the guy we just signed a bajillion dollar contract who had a really disappointing first season, maybe don't highlight the fact that he had fewer points than Matt Hunwick. In more games. <laughs> Maybe don't highlight that. How did Soderbergh, right? Yeah. How much did he get signed for? A lot. Can we I look that remember. up? What's what's his cap friendly? A hit? lot of Too money. much. Is it more than 1.5? Too much. Too much. Yikes. Is it more than what you're also, making? Also, the Avalanche, yeah. the avalanche oh, right now too much. Yeah. <laughs> need to be selling hope. That's right. I, every tweet should be about Miko Rantanen. 
Yes. Yeah. And and what else is in there? What, what's Draft in their front system? coming up. Four point seven five until twenty twenty, with a no trade clause. <laughs> they got to protect him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, if you think Joe Sackett's going to show up to the expansion draft like, take them all, I don't give a shit. <laughs> What's hilarious? Take them all! Hilarious is that he and he, he he and Jared Bednar did not get enough of a chance to showcase their skills, so they're, <laughs> they're going to be around next season too, which I'm like, whoa, dog. Really? Really? Come on. Jesus. Come on. I don't. Um, I don't one know. last hot take before we go to the press conference. Mm. Leafs will not have a captain next year. That's fine. Who said that? I didn't hear that. I think. And here's why. Basic, I'm basing it on a Mike Babcock comment. They said, is it important to have a captain next year? He's like, no. Um, also, if you look at the way the Leafs have marketed Austin Matthews, because uh, he's the obvious, he, him and Morgan Riley are the guys that are kind of the obvious potentials. They haven't really put him forward on things. He was in none of the team advertising, didn't show up in the Heritage Classic photos. He's a rookie. Exactly. Didn't earn it. Connor McDavid, on the other hand, in Edmonton, like gave him the farm, and rightly so. He's an he's an amazing NHL player, but they've put so much on him. They're both understandable. I think I think the Leafs are going okay. Let's just let Connor, or sorry, uh, Austin Matthews, just grow. Mm-hmm. Just let him grow. Why would we make a nineteen year old, twenty year old a captain when he doesn't need to be? Do we need a cap? Do we have leadership by committee? Do we have a coach that's a great leader? Yep. Didn't need a captain to make the playoffs. Like w- at any point during the season. Was anyone like, if only they had a captain, then this would be special. <laughs> right now. Sure does kill the magic. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's really killing the magic of their centennial season. Their last to playoff season. That one of the guys isn't wearing a C on the front. I don't get it. Who cares? Exactly. Right now, it seems like Babcock is their captain. And that's fine. That's fine. That's a good captain to have. Ask Buffalo. Um, So let's do the press conference. We have one question. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Just one? Just one. Um, One question. This is from Throuten54321. That is a wow. Were the other ones taken? I want to read throw tin zero 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 one. I assume his account is a throw out tin account. Oh. He's, he's gonna throw out in this account when he's done. So he says, "Gross." I'm emceeing a wedding later this year. Oh, oh. Uh, the second part of his question, I don't recommend, but he says, "And need some hockey-related inspirational quotes to add to my script." Why? Got any ideas? Now, if the <laughs> so, bride or groom, if if it makes sense given the couple, yeah. sure. If it doesn't, what are you doing, so, Throot? Two parts. Help him out with that and any advice for someone who would MC okay. a wedding. Uh, well, we've both MC'd weddings. That's why I asked. Um, it's not about you. It is about the bride and groom. Um, is it? Yeah, I think a little bit. About you don't think it's about the bride and groom? Nope. What's it about? Okay, so who are you giving a speech to? Well, okay, it's to the audience. Bingo. Right, but the focal point, I'm sure, saying, is them. But, but is know it? who you're talking to. Bingo. Friends and family. So, is it about the bride and groom then? Never. I would because I'll tell you, we, we you just, can't just be like, 
like talk to the cousins and be like, so remember that like, time we played beer pong? No. And you fell over. Obviously, <laughs> that's the focal point of the speech. That's what I'm saying. So but it they is are, about them. But they are not the focal point for the audience, if, if that makes sense. So the, the way the, I'm having a tough time describing this, but the way I would, I would say it is this. When you've been to a wedding mm. and either the best man or the maid of honor gets up, and they talk about a bunch of inside jokes that they have with the bride or groom. Yes. And they're like, is it, remember that time we went to North Carolina? <laughs> and here's or, what you're doing. It's it's like, like, remember that time we drank in Vegas? Oh, <laughs> everything stays in Vegas. <laughs> Cheesy joke. Da, 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 da. Play me off, Jimmy. <laughs> you, you must, must keep in mind when you do a speech at a wedding. And you MC at a wedding. So that's multiple speeches. That's what an MC does. It's multiple mini speeches. Yes, it is. You are keeping it going, especially as the MC. You're moving this night along. And the, including everybody. Exactly. Bringing inclusive. In. So if you if you have hockey-related quotes, unless they're absolutely hilarious and your mother who doesn't know dick about hockey can, can get down with them and, and laugh at them, mm-hmm. don't include them. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't think you did any hockey stuff. No, mine. I didn't. Why? Need to. I don't even think your best man did any hockey stuff. I don't think stuff. he didn't. And did I? I don't think I did. No, because it's not about hockey. Yeah, it wasn't that and, day. And, it had nothing to do with uh, hockey. And, and your were, Scottish relatives who flew in weren't going to understand a word no. of it. A hundred percent. And there were lots of hockey motifs. Sure. The guest board was a maple leaf. Yeah. Uh, God, you got engaged at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. The the trivia was hockey related. Which, again, maybe we could have done differently because then her family can't even really participate. But it, it was a great wedding. Who cares? There are a time. bunch of foreigners and I don't trust them anyway. You're damn right. Are you, are you <laughs> MCing Adam Wilde's wedding? I haven't asked uh, anybody. Are you going to ask Steve Dangle? I haven't even thought about it, to be honest. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Oh, no. I was asked to MC another one recently. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah, Matt's. You're good at MC. I can see why. Yeah. It's weird. In my Sportsnet job interview... They were just like, oh, you're going to MC a ton of weddings in your life. I'm like, is that a compliment? Did I get the job? <laughs> yeah, I think I that's like, a what compliment. What does that mean? It's a good compliment. I think by the end of the summer, I will have MC'd like five. Mm-hmm. What's your number? My number? Yeah. Of MC's uh, weddings. not your number. I, really, <laughs> I bet you I win. I rarely get, like, get asked. I've been asked, I think, once or twice. I think I've done it twice. Actually, yeah. I, I think I've only, I've done speeches at multiple weddings, but I think I've only MC'd once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a good speech giver too, but I just I don't get asked. So. Good speech giver, whatever. I think people are probably just tired. My friends are probably tired of hearing me talk because I don't really <laughs> shut up anyway. So it's probably like, okay, we're gonna get more of the same of that. There are days where we'll talk, and then we'll uh, we do the podcast. Then I go home and listen to the radio, and I'm like, oh, there's Adam. And then I just want to sit down after being in traffic, and I turn on the TV, and oh, what the fuck, there he is. Yeah. So I just kind of like I, I think, yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Keep it. Keep this in mind. Just include everybody in the room. Talk about things that everybody's going to understand. If you're going to tell a story about the bride or groom, make sure that you contextualize properly. Context <laughs> is the story. Context, yes. context, context. So I got to drive that point home. Hockey might not be the best. Hockey's niche, man. Route to Sorry. go. If it's a smaller if wedding, if it's Gary Bettman's wedding, it? fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. So I. I I would say don't don't worry about the whole hockey thing. Yeah, man. and also you're asking for funny hockey quotes. Have you listened to a hockey player's interview? There's like three, 
<laughs> like if the, you want to make an inappropriate joke about pucks in deep, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Or but you, most people are not. You yeah, miss hundred no, percent of the so niche. Or you could do like a you miss hundred percent of the shots you never take from Wayne Gretzky and related to pregnancy because everybody makes a pregnant I joke. Just spat everywhere. I'm really sorry about <laughs> like terrible. I had I, I've seen some some hilarious jokes fall absolutely flat too. Don't get too dirty. Like even the hundred percent or the uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you never take. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah people yeah. have made that joke. Trust me, don't do it. Not worth it. People, people will not appreciate that. It's the hardest place to do well. I would. I. I'm so much more nervous talking in front of friends and family because they know everything. Yeah, and also your audience is like six years old to eighty five. <laughs> That's why with Pretty when I emceed your wedding. I didn't say much. I just kind of kept it moving because I knew the speeches were going to be the you shiner. Right. So I just kind of I came up, said a couple sentences, and then walked away and let the speeches do the speeches, let the speeches breathe. Pretty good speeches. The point of the MC is to get out of the way of the real talent, which is the speech givers, unless they're doing inside jokes, and that sucks. Yeah. That really sucks. And also, if you're giving a best man or a, bri- uh, a maid of honor speech this summer, please, please don't do inside jokes. Please. And if you're getting married this summer, I've been to weddings where... Each bridesmaid got a speech. No. Are you on drugs? No. Say it to or me in private. Or groomsmen. No. You're all going to say varying forms of the same shit. Yep. Except instead of it taking five to ten minutes, it's going to take damn near 45. Yeah. Yep. Or an hour. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, we had five at, our, at my wedding, and I think that was a lot. Yeah, who they were it? good speeches, Me, though. Me, father of the bride, my parents, best mm-hmm. man, maid of honor. Here's what you do. Actually, that's... Yeah. Who's, the, who's, the, uh, who's the person in your bridal party uh, that is the best at speaking publicly? Yeah. Give your story to them. Take a back seat. It's okay. It's okay. Trust me, you no one remembers the speech later anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want that kind of pressure on the wedding day anyway. You just want to go in and enjoy. So, it's... it's uh, yeah. My one thing is make sure someone records it. Yes. Make, even anything. just on the phone. That was my one regret of my wedding. Get up None and the read the avalanche tweets. in the entire wedding? Or there party? were 154 people at my wedding. A bunch of them in media. No one recorded and the No thing. one just pulled out their phone. Wow. Yeah. Which is fine. And I didn't ask anyone to. But no, it's just surprising. It was surprising to me too. Well, because I was like, someone's going to record it. Yeah, that's what I'm sitting but here But why thinking. did I assume that? Because yeah, don't assume, thing. I guess, yeah. would be the lesson yeah. mm-hmm. there. But I, part of me likes it a little bit. Because now re- it just lives in our memory. Yeah, I remember it. I remember how I felt. Memories That's the key. trustworthy. Let's, let's not trust our memories here. <laughs> I remember how I felt in that moment. That's why I go to concerts and Full I don't record what's going on on stage. You know why? Because who's going to look at that shitty video anyway? Nobody wants to see that on your Instagram. No one cares. Nobody. Just go, enjoy it. Take the feeling that you have there with you and leave. And go, that's how that concert made me feel. Oh, and make sure the bride is catered to, 100%. Well, it's... She had the hardest day. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Out of all of you, she had the hardest day. (laughs) Um, My recommendation is to get really drunk and have a great time as the drunk guy at the wedding. Do it. Wear a tablecloth as a toga. Definitely bring up the time you hooked up with one of the bridal party, too. Oh, that, yeah. that always goes over real. I've seen that. Yeah. Get all your hellos out of the way. Toot sweet. You know what you should do? Just be like, hey, Susie, and then wink awkwardly and pause for like 30 seconds <laughs> and then move on. 
Actually, if you want to know, if you want to take some hints on how to pause awkwardly for 30 seconds, check out Rob Rossi's video on, uh, <laughs> on Twitter today. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? I've never met him. I think we were criticizing the way in which the message was delivered and the message itself, but we weren't criticizing the human being. Step ahead of that. <clears throat> anyway, it was bad. Well, don't do that. Watch that. Did and we? Then did we at any point like, say Rob Rossi's a bad person? Because I don't think he's a bad person. I just think it was poorly done. It was bad. It was poorly done. Anyway, we love you guys. We're done. He's also a bit of a bad person. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle. At Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.